everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offered Podcast. You're listening to Episode 7. This is lucky number seven. I told you I was going to come hey, up with something exciting. And I that's like why, it. I mean, it's pretty cliche, oh, but well. I was like, oh, I'm going to write this down. I actually put it in my <laughs> phone notes so I wouldn't forget it. Perfect. It's not the most original thing, but, no, it's, but you know, it's, it's better, better than, than you than just giving me a blank stare from across the uh, table. Nothing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're in episode seven and we're just kind of gathered around the table. Been here a little bit for a little uh, here for a little bit chatting. And we have a very exciting guest with us today, a one Matthew Holt of High Society Off-Road. What is up? There. So great to be here. Welcome to the party. Thanks. Good times to be here. Uh, it's awesome. So thanks and honored that you guys have me on the Total Off-Road podcast. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm not that far, you know, geographically from you guys. So I'm like, this no. is a great time. When I found out you guys had a podcast that was as close to my house as it was, I'm like, I got to be on that. That's going to be awesome. So anything off-road, I always try to show a lot of love to. Um, I'll kind of run through how I got my start. So I'm, as I like to say, son of a car dealer. Uh, and, and, you know, I kind of word it that way. That's <laughs> catchy, it's too. So That's great, nice. You know? I'm going to put that son on a T-shirt. It is son of a car <laughs> dealer. Like, <laughs> like we're a special breed, you know? <laughs> like um, So my dad uh, obviously was a huge car enthusiast. was kind of a hot rodder, you know, growing up. And so uh, gearhead, as they called him. Mm-hmm. Um, owned a car dealership. Um Growing up, and uh, I, from the time I was born till about three to five years ago, we owned a car dealership. So, um, worked at it, played on it. It was little kids. I have a brother that's a year and a half younger than me, and a sister that's six years younger than me. So, we would, you know, play at the car dealership. We'd take snaps, you know, snack time at the dealership. We'd take naps there. We'd work there. We'd change tires. That we awesome. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like car dealership all the time. It, it yep. is. It's great. <laughs> it's, it, like, looking back, it's like the best life ever at during that time. No, nah, maybe so much, you yeah. know. Yep. Why are we always uh, hanging out at the car dealership? This sucks. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when we were old enough to pretty much move, uh, my dad had, like, me on trash duty and my brother on, like, cigarette butt duty. And then that changed, oh, like, man. from day to, like, oh, yep. the next day, I'm like, dad's like, you're not picking up trash, you're not picking up cigarettes. Like, Yay! You're doing the other person's job. Like, no. Oh, that's, so. not, that's not where I thought this was going. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah, like, yep. yeah, it's not, yeah, not where you thought it was going. So, it's, no. it, so we started up, you know, then once we got, like, glorified, we could air up tires and change batteries and alternators. And I always tell the story, the first time I were like, like, you always have, like, these Noman Rockwell paintings of, like, dad helping you work on a car. It's, like, super cute and, like. The first time I ever changed a belt was a V belt back in before Ooh. serpentine belts. Like, and they're like, but I was like, I got that car sold. Get that belt changed. I'm like, I'm gonna change it. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. You're on the clock, boy. So <laughs> I took a pair of bolt cutters and cut it off. Oh boy. And then pried the new one on with a pry bar. Oh, um, yes. Don't know how to unbolt anything. Yeah. Just dig it on yeah. there, boy. Send it out the door. So I'm sure I just looking back, I I'm confident in the fact I destroyed that pulley probably. It's like, fine. Yeah. Or he came back and you sold him another belt and pulley. Yes, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Either way, it works. Good job, yes. You're getting promoted. Yep. So um, I kind of grew up around cars, worked on cars, learned to you know tinker with them, helped in the shop, air up tires, changed batteries, did about everything to every make and model. I've driven anything from a, a Yugo, which is a car made in Yugoslavia, to a Ferrari. Like I've been broke down in every make and model. Like I was always funny growing up. You always see these guys. Have, I'd rather push a Ford than drive a Chevy. Like, you think that until you're pushing a car on a hot day, and then you see a guy pull up with air conditioning. <laughs> like, hey, I'm, going, I'm going that way, you're going that way. Yes, I am, sir. <laughs> oh, it runs, it yes. has fuel, and yeah. it's cold. Now, yeah. regardless yeah. of making it, doesn't yeah. matter. You have yep. air conditioning? Oh, I'll, I'll set this on fire. Yeah, heck yeah, yep. I'll take a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, like, you you see that on a t shirt until you're broke down, and then you don't care what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, uh, it could be a car with gold bars in the seats, and I'm like, I'm leaving. Like, it's garbage, you know? That is <laughs> so, that is so true. Because I was like, I'm a diehard GM fan, and I'm like, 
No. Nah, yeah. It's broke down on oh, that. Oh, let's yeah. see. Oh, that's that much? Yeah, oh, yeah. you've got more features and less price? Oh, yeah. I, I always tell people I'm a diehard early, or like a diehard four guy. I have a bunch of early Broncos, some Subaru DDs, you know, 7.3. I, I drive a rock bouncer with an LS engine. So I can't really say I'm too diehard, you know? Yep. I'm, you a, know. Make, I'm a fan of all makes and models. Yeah. I mean, I, they, I like them all. They, they all matter. have their good, they all have their bad. Yeah. So that's um, true. Growing up, I was around lots of vehicles, cars, trucks. We had, you know, boats. We had jet skis, foilers. We did a lot of foiling and dirt bikes as a kid. Um, I had my dad went and bought. We started riding go karts around like two and three. Started riding foilers around three and four. Started riding dirt bikes like nine, ten, somewhere in there. Um, and I always kind of enjoyed the off road, probably a little bit more than some of the other stuff like jet skis or snowmobiles or you know, crotch rockets were a lot of fun and got me in a lot of trouble uh, early yep. on. So that's why I can't. Says everyone, ever. that's yeah. why I've never owned one. I've always wanted one. Yeah. I'm like, I will kill yeah. myself. If yeah. you want to die or end up in jail, like crotch rockets are really fast way it's to a, get you there. It's a one way so, ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. get there real quick. So we. Um, uh, had lots of toys growing up, uh, lots of cars and cool go fast stuff. So I guess the thing that really kind of always got to me was the off road side for wheelers dirt bikes. We had uh, a bunch of acreage. We ended up later on in my life. We, uh, parents bought a house. We had a bunch of acreage. We had trails, and it was a blast to go to. Um, we would take uh, off road trips with all our. Four- we'd load up all our four wheelers and dirt bikes and kids and dogs and cars and family and head down to St. Joe State Park in Flatter, Missouri and just have a blast and just just have a great time. Um, and so the off-road stuff always kind of just appealed to me. So, you know, once I became 16, I got an early Bronco as a 16th birthday present. They didn't run. The transmission's in a, like a bucket in the back. And uh, I was... It's a U-fixer. It, it, yeah, it yeah. was like the... I was, I was so happy. I couldn't be happier. My mom was like mortified. Like, why are you buying this car that doesn't run to this poor kid? Like, we should just get him a nice car. My dad's like, this is what he wants. This is, I'm getting... Yep. Whatever, you know, and I was just thrilled to death. I was so happy. I still have it to this day. It's like my baby. Oh, that's awesome. It's it's awesome. Uh, it didn't run. So once I did get running, it took me like years to get the thing running. Got it all running, moving, driving. We took it out, broke down it all the time. That's literally my, how it always yeah, works. It yeah. broke down it like it was like, you know, it was like those boxes everybody talks about. Like I had one of those before it was cool to have a garbage yep. box, you know. Yep. So yeah, dumpster. Yeah, it was yep. yeah, it was like I had I had a broke down vehicle before it was cool to have a broke down well, vehicle. They called a rat rod now yeah, they, yeah. they would have clear coated <laughs> yeah. it and sent it out yeah. the door uh yes. so we broke down on it i mean at one point i want to go four and nobody else could go in i had a radiator bolts to the front bumper uh it's i had some yeah we made some poor choices man you did all the things that were cool before they were cool yeah, yeah. i've been there though yeah i've been there yeah, yeah. i want to go wheeling i'm going wheeling i don't care so I, I caught a lot of flack for that one but it's it worked out so yeah. did a lot of off-road stuff had you know i got some early broncos uh, started doing some cherokee stuff and i, I really just enjoyed the off-road off-road realm um, early on, I wanted to kind of get more into the off-road community. I really enjoyed it. And I, I Reba McIntyre once said, find something you love to do and then find something you don't have to pay to do it. Like, so that's kind of where the off-road shop kind of evolved into is, you know, starting was, an off-road shop. And, and I was just getting ready to say that, like, yeah, you want to talk about it? Yeah, you have an off-road shop now. And yep. Tell uh, us about it. I started it, uh, like, 15 years ago. Uh, I've had the website name for, like, 12 or 13 because yeah. I thought, hey, this website thing, it could take off. Like, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't yeah. get on the ground floor of this. Mm-hmm. So... I locked in high society <laughs> off road, like before I even owned a shop, basically, and kind of just tinkered in the garage for a long time. And then, like three years ago, I went full time with it, uh, and it's it's been a crazy, crazy journey. Uh, obviously, I, you know I love what I do every day. It's super awesome, and uh, we do everything from bolt on stuff to full fabrication lines. So we're always doing different stuff, and it's it's pretty awesome. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, it's opened some amazing doors for me. And so fast, you know, rewind about f- four years ago, I was looking for a way to advertise my shop and I was either going to build obviously a tubing bender full fabrication line so we did you know, welding plasma cutters stuff like that I wanted to 
to do, kind of build something to kind of showcase my work, whether mm-hmm. it kind of showcase, because anybody can bolt on a bumper. Like, yeah. you know, I want to show, hey, I'm different than your other quote unquote off-road shops or other shops that just bolt on stuff. Like, I can build a tube chassis vehicle. So I was either going to build a mega truck or build like a rock bouncer or an ultra four car, some kind of buggy essentially, or, a, or like a mega truck. And I was kind of going back and forth. Uh, and mainly I was going to do that as a way to advertise the business. So it's kind of a rolling, you know, rolling business card. Plus, it's really cool to go out and play with. Yeah, so. an OPS, by the way, I can go launch it up shit. Like, yeah, I yeah. Can go like, have fun. That's never the, a problem. And yeah. the nice part of it, a tube <laughs> chassis, like you can destroy it, roll it down a hill, set on fire, and it still looks and works and it works the same as it does before. And it's yep. worth about the same. Like you're not yeah. losing any money. <laughs> you're so. not killing the resale. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Body panels. Yeah. If anything, in. you up the resale. Guys like, oh, that's, that's, that's trail tested there, you know, yep. so. Um, and about that time, a buddy of mine uh, had another friend of his on Facebook that I became friends with and said, his name is Sean Cross. He had a bouncer he had just built, and he was wanting to do some racing, but he couldn't do all of uh, the Southern Rock Racing Series. Uh, I guess that's a good time to talk about that. We mm-hmm. do. Um, so I race in the Southern Rock Racing Series at the 10 Race Ten race Series, Cup Series. Um, you get points for each one, similar to NASCAR. At the end of the season, we obviously tally up our points to where we're at. Uh, there's three Northern, three Central, three Southern, and then a Finals at the end. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's it's some crazy guys, which I'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit, but it's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. There's some great mentors I have there, and we've had a lot of fun over the last four or five years. So um, Sean Cross came to uh, I was on Facebook saying, hey, I'm going to do some racing in the Southern Rock Racing Series, but I can't make all the races financially or time-wise. Hmm. Uh, and obviously, I'm like, uh, so you're going to let us drive your buggy, right? And that's, you know, he had a buggy already. I'm thinking, wow, I don't have to build my own. I, I can just, just turn somebody yes. else's stuff upside down. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, this awesome. could be really good. So I call him like, you know, is this, is this like, is this a joke? Like, are you pranking me? Are you punking me? Is it April 1st? Yes. Is that what this is? <laughs> and so long story short, he's like, no. He's like, I'm down. Like, I'm like, all right. So we hit up some other guys that were saying they want to do it. We put them all in a little Facebook group and start talking about it and texting back and forth. And it came down to like two days. It was the day before our, our, our big installments do. Cause it's, um, about $2,500 roughly to when you first start the Southern Arc Racing Series at that time because it was $1,500 for the entry fee plus $1,000 for the for the box you have to buy to kill the vehicle. I didn't know. I, that's one thing I was kind of interested <clears throat> to learn here recently was that they require the whole, yes. you know. They I, call it an RRI, which is uh-huh. a uh, remote ignition interrupter. So they can hit a button, uh, and everybody in the Southern Arc Racing Series is on one channel where monster trucks have two channels. And monster trucks mm. where they really developed that yep. and came out with it. Well, and I knew I'd, I'd heard about it from monster truck stuff, and yep. then I heard about it there and i'm like wow so monster truck guys have two channels so that way if you know guy a is getting out of control they can shut down guy a and guy b is still functioning yep where us we're all on the same channel because we race one at a time not side by side so if one guy gets out of thing they hit the button it kills everybody uh and that way if somebody say hits their head or knocks them out or has a bad roll um gets knocked out that guy say you know obviously the weight of your foot's on the throttle wide open you know Again, if anybody watches Southern Rock Racing, we're, we're knocking on the door 1,600 horsepower. The last thing you want is a 1,600-pound um, magic machine flying to a crowd. So yeah. having that remote interignition interrupter and being able to kill that vehicle is safer for everybody. Obviously, we try to position buggies in the crowd, whether it's you know very safe regardless, even if somebody gets out of control. But And most of us are pretty smart enough to know, like, hey, this is getting bad. I need to shut Not it down. back in the beginning when you guys are hill-killing, people just stand right next to the course. Well, we've always, <laughs> we've always been pretty safety-driven. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. And luckily, you know, yeah. uh, Clyde, the guy that owns Sun Arc Racing Series, obviously understands, like, you're not going to be around a long time if you're doing things that are kind of crazy or unsafe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, now, obviously, you got to have some camera guys up there. We have some fire extinguisher guys up there. So those guys are kind of trained what to do. And 
Like they know like, hey, this is a really big tree. We can stand behind this and be okay, but yep. we still got to pay attention. So mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, it's it's pretty, I mean, pretty cool to be able to do that. So the night before we got repair on money, the, one of our guys backed out. And I was like, he's like, he calls like, yeah, it's not going to work. I wrecked my truck last week and I took it out wheel and wrecked it. And it's my daily driver, so I got to fix it. So, so I'm like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? So I'm freaking out. Like we got $2,500 to do like the next, like in like six hours. 12 wow. hours Dang. so I call my brother I'm like hey buddy what's up like, how's it going yeah. Yeah. how's it going <laughs> when it starts like that like well I said, what do you need how so, much how much it costs <laughs> yeah. and that's essentially what it's good like uh, so how much you need I'm like yeah. well I said how would you like to get on the ground level you know kind of give my best yep. car dealer sales pitch you know and he's like <laughs> well, uh, you had history in that or something yeah yeah no history there so he stops <laughs> me he's like I'll tell you I was like I said I'm a car, my dad's car like, come on by he's alright come on by and I gave my best sales pitch and he's like you could tell he was like really excited really intrigued but he wasn't wasn't necessarily gun ho yet, mm-hmm. and I kind of said like, "Hey, this is how much we got to do. This is how much you know. Everybody ships in a third. You know, there's ten, you know ten races total, so we'll take the nine regular season races. We'll divide it by threes, and then finals will just kind of flip it up or whatever. And there's two days of racing at finals. It's like four days of nonstop action, but there's really two days where we'll be racing hardcore. So we'll kind of figure out how to race, how that all shakes out and stuff too. So um, we'll just kind of figure it all out. So we he, he said, well, "Let me go and talk to my wife, and I'll let me think about it tonight. It's okay." I said, but the money's doing like twelve hours, so we need this note like right yeah, now. Yeah, so like no oh, pressure. You can, like, yeah, you can no think pressure. about it, but let's go. Yeah, we, you can think <laughs> about it for like all of fifty-seven minutes. So yeah, that's all you got. So he calls me like the next day. He's like, all right, I'm in. Whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go you know, get all the money put together, send it to Claude, get it all paid, get the entry fee paid. So we're all right. We're in the we're in the ground floor. We got t-shirts made up. It was super legit. It was awesome. Uh, and the sad part is, uh, at that moment, I knew that like my life would never be the same. Like I was hooked. Like. Uh, Sean, the now, fir- this was before you like even raced it. Yeah, this is before we raced like, it. Yeah, you just loaded up. I'm and like, like, man, I'm hooked. Yeah. So, all right, I guess I have to back up a little bit and say that I skipped class one night and ended up getting a C in a an automotive class that I was taking, <laughs> and I almost got a D in the class because I skipped class one night. So we had talk, been talking about when the race team together, and I'm like, all right, this will be cool. I want to, uh, you know, I'll get some, I'll get some guys together to sponsor the thing, and. Um, at that point, like we had a bunch of guys and a couple of them backed out. So it was kind of looking what was going to happen. And Sean called me and was like, you know, Hey, this is going to be a lot of commitment. I don't know if I can do this right now. And, and especially with all these other guys backing out. So I was kind of like really kind of discouraged and like, this is not going to work. And so I was taking some classes at, um, at a community college. I was taking some automobile classes and I was, you know, taking them. And there was a kid, uh, that raced NASCAR that also owns his own NASCAR team and races and stuff. And there's a company called 300 degrees below. They were sponsoring the event. There was going to be like go-kart races going on. They had food and drinks. And it was a great time. This kid was, he's a um, good NASCAR driver. He's going to come and talk about it and talk about how he got started and how he owns his own team. I thought, well, this might be kind of cool. He owns his own team. He knows about marketing. He's a young kid. Like, this, I might be able to learn some stuff from him for my race program. Yeah, he's doing what you're aspiring to do. Yeah, 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 like he's yeah. like light years ahead of me and he's like 19 and I'm like, you know, 32 or 33. So I'm like, oh, this kid's like really where I want to be at, you know? And so I thought I might be able to learn something. So I thought, man, I'm going to skip class. I could get a bad grade. I'm almost not past the class or I could go to this guy. And I thought, you know what? Screw it. So I went to the thing and that moment was probably the most defining moment of my racing career. Uh, I went and listened to this kid and he's like, dude, you can do it. Like, it's awesome. Like he talked, he was like the greatest world's pep talk and he kind of laid out how he had done some things. I met 300 That's degrees. That's how he hooked you. It yeah. was, it <laughs> was. I met the guys from 300 degrees below who said at the end of the night, basically came up and talked to a couple of stations. He's like, oh, you guys racing? I was like, yeah, we kind of all talked about what we racing. He said, we'll give you a, a sponsorship if you guys are in. I said, right, like come talk to us tomorrow. We'll set you up in a sponsorship. And I'm like, 
dude. That's what awesome. Just happened? And I'm like, yeah, because uh, we need. Awesome. That's that's so crazy because we need money. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, we need some money for our race program. So yep. I was like blown away. You know, next day went down, talked to him, put my suit on, got my my bullet points to hit. You know, went down, talked to him. I ended up working a sponsorship deal with them, uh, and since they've been sponsoring us ever since we began, they're the one people, they're one sponsor I've had since I've started day one. They have never, ever dropped me. We've always been great. We do some great stuff every year. We kick it up a little bit better. We do some awesome stuff, and they're super, super awesome guys. They do everything. They're cryogenically treating company is what they do. Hmm. That's hence the name 300 Degrees Blow, and they cryo-treat everything from, like, Hubble telescope lenses to, like, AR-15 gun barrels. You wow, know. so not, awesome. yeah, so a real wide range of products. Oh, so. Yeah, like, uh, you know, big drill bits for, like, machinery and mining equipment mm. to, and uh, the, you know, ring opinions. Right. So like, the, cring, uh, the cryo-treating is that, and that's, that's like, even stronger than, like, your typical like, heat treating. Yeah, well, and yeah. they're, they're, they're obviously, they would gladly say that it's the best ever out there. Yeah. I, I kind of swear by it because, obviously, I get, you know, my stuff treated, so... Right. I get stuff treated that I've run way longer, you know, like stock parts that I've ran way longer than guys who run like, you know, really heavy duty expensive parts. And I've ran stock stuff for a really long time right. when I shouldn't have been. So mm, then I'll take awesome. my really expensive stuff in and get treated and just, you know, see, and we've even done some testing with like drill bits. I've had to do some of my drill bits and stuff that I use in the shop all the time, which it's kind of cool to see like what a regular drill bit does versus like a cryo treated drill bit. See how, you know, what the longevity you get out of it versus, you know, breaking strength, stuff like that. It's, it's really kind of cool. And obviously they have, they're obviously way smarter than I am of explaining it. Right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. That, hey, I not, just drive the car. I'm like, we yeah, make. I, I just hold the <laughs> steering wheel on now. It looks great. My sales speech is like, we make it cold. It is better. Like you know, <laughs> great, great job, Matt. Perfect. Great job. Point to the sticker and go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. You call them. They'll take care of you. Yep. So. And it's kind of nice whether you have, you know, ring opinion issues, drive shaft issues, um, axle shafts. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we break constantly. You'll see guys race after race breaking the kind of same stuff. And we've, I hooked them up with them. And I know there's some Ultra 4 guys using it. I know there's some um, side-by-side guys that race side-by-side, whether it be Hamers or Southern Rock Racing Series or whatever, that race their clutch discs they've started doing. Because mm. it can, you know, transmission, even doing the transmission gears because they fuse better. That way they drops the temperature, which helps you be able to run longer or run cooler, run, you know, create, help transfer that horsepower power back better it's awesome well when you're competitively doing stuff i mean that stuff really could make a difference it is and that was like them hooking like being able to talk to them they were so encouraging like it set me on fire i went home and i made a list of every person i know every person i knew would give me money i made that list first then i made a list of everybody that might give me money yeah and then I made a list of everybody I, I could probably wouldn't give me money. And I thought, well, I'll call them anyway. So yep. I started calling that list and I had the most eye opening experience of my life because hmm. I got all the way through my people who probably who I knew would give me money. Got all, I mean, these are guys who own huge car dealerships and huge, you know, big, huge businesses, whether it be contracting or whatever. I mean, people that make, you know, they spend 30 grand a month on, you know, at that time, my marketing packages were pretty cheap. They would spend, you know, 30 grand a month on advertising. And I was asking for $1,000 for the entire year. Yeah. And they were like, sorry, bro, we can't do it. I'm like, what? Like, Damn. Some nice. of these guys had known my dad for, like, these guys were like, you know, I've known him 30 years on a mm-hmm. first name basis. And like, sorry, that's not what we're interested. Thanks. Click. Yeah. And I, I called 76 people before wow. I got my first yes. Wow. And the dude was an, it, <laughs> Tice Mahan is his name. He owns Mahan Excavating. And he was like, 
Dude, yeah, it's awesome. Let's do it. I like party. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he was, yeah. This would be great. That's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah. What'd you and say? He's got boggers on it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, this would be great. This is awesome. This sounds great. So uh, it was super, super awesome that he said yes. And obviously, I was able to partner with him. And uh, he helped, you know, he was one of the few sponsors stepped in the beginning. I had a vinyl graphing place, that local vinyl graph place that helped us out with some graphics. Um, Sean had some guys that stepped up with the shock stuff. Um, and then my business, High Society Off Road, and Sean's is top notch performance and exhaust. So we made our big stickers, um, our, our big stickers for the sides of the buggy. So all the little stickers for the other sponsors and big stickers for our, my shop and his shop. And so we, uh, we said, all right, put those on. I got them all ready, uh, sent them to Sean, and then he uh, got the panels all done up. He made the panels, painted it all nice graphic colors and stuff sent the graphics to them and it wasn't going to line up wise where both Legos fit so he ended up just putting mine on and Ooh. I thought that was pure class you know awesome. it's his buggy he built it he's allowing me and my brother to come race it with him and he put my sticker on the side instead yeah. of you know kind of wedging both so I, cool. I, I thought that was you know that's, that, that's when you know you're dealing with good people yeah so it was it was pretty exciting um, and some of the other stuff that we so obviously Sean's super class guy went up. He, the first race was in Texas. He raced at that. The second one, I think it was in Alabama, which is closer to him anyway. Uh, I think the first two or three races he did cause they're way closer to him. Um, then I, me and my brother went to Alabama where he raced his third race. We picked the car up, brought it back up North. And then we raced, we raced the other, the rest of the six races that season or five races. And then at the end of the race and we met up and we kind of just took turns me and him took turns racing it until we just, his last, his last turn, he just destroyed it, broke like a whole wheel <laughs> off, like just destroyed like nine. Well, so. The key was that was his last turn. Yeah, so he yeah, goes yeah, full yeah, sin. He and did, goes, well, there was a giant Sunday ramp. You had, you had to kind of full send it. They yep. didn't have really a lot of options. So he, it was great. Ended up in the highlight reel, everything hey, it was awesome. Making that's awesome. It was. So, so that was the end of your first half of a season. That was my. We did the whole. Yeah, we did yeah. as a team. We raced the whole first season, and right. then I took that buggy. We had obviously made a lot of adjustments up throughout the year, making you know we beefed up axle shafts, we had broke, we beefed up transmissions, we had broke our transfer cases. We made a lot of adjustments throughout the year. So at the end of the year, I sold that. Uh, funny story. I actually put bought at but the very beginning before we started doing it he said something about well i was saying about selling i said well i'd be interested in buying it yeah so before the race season started i actually got to buy it from him i sent him some cash as an out payment and made payments throughout the year perfect so winning i still owe him as a true car salesman yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah 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 can we put that on payments like how much how much down do i need let's be honest Sean. how much down do I need? <laughs> what's the down so i still owed him some money when i ended up selling it at the end of the race season so i wow. thought well i'm gonna sell it and then i can build my own that way i kind of rep my own shop and yep. and the- and so i ended up luckily long story short True car did a fashion sell ended up selling it back to him. So, <laughs> Even so better. It, was, yeah. it was pretty great. So I uh, yes. sold it back to him. He ended up, uh, he turned around and sold it to another guy. Then, you know, a couple years later, just bought it back and read completely redid the whole thing. And now he's competitive racing again. Hmm. So um, then I built my own. I built my own rock bouncer called Hyperactive. It's teal and white. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. When, did you, uh, when did you build that? Um, so 2000, let's see, 2019, 2018, 2017 is when I started racing in the Southern Rock Racing Series. Uh, so 18, wow. I built Hyperactive. It seems like it's been longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I built Hyperactive in 18, race at 18, race at 19, and then we tore it down and we're making a bunch of changes for 2020. I must have, like, I must have first seen your first buggy, like, right after you started. Because the first time I ever saw you or, like, met you was at, uh, was here locally in town, and it was at the Hot, Hot Rod, Rod Nationals. Power Tool. Yep. Hot yep. Power Tool yep. when they come through town. Yep. 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 
I remember doing that because there's hundreds of old dudes that come up. And this what in the world this, is this thing? And it was yep. so <laughs> it, it was so awesome and so honoring because every old dude came up and he'd go, and it was exact same conversation. He'd go, "Dude, that's awesome!" And then he'd pause and they'd go. What is it? What is it? <laughs> well, they, it's not much can, of a what is you know, it. You know, I mean, like, it's like rat rod stuff, you know, yep. like, or yep. it's like, uh, you know, slam truck. I know you guys talked about, like, you know, slamming trucks. Like, you know, watching some Looney truck that's slammed to the ground. Not my cup of tea, but some dude who's, like, cut, you know, back halved it and, like, it's bagged and, like, it's, like, grinding the ground. Like, I can massively appreciate I think how they call much. That dragon. Yeah, like, some dude who's, like, <laughs> yep. some guy who's, like, throwing white sparks out behind. Like, yep. oh, yeah. you can show so much appreciation for the guy, the craftsmanship, the amount of time and love yep. he's putting that, you know. Like, the drift cars, again, I like drifting in my, you know, 1999 Toyota Camry, the 220,000 yeah. miles, you know. Hell yeah. Hitting that e brake when it's icy out, you know. I, I'm not a big drift guy. You know, I like, I like big horsepower cars you can, like, power slide, what we call, but. Yep. I, I, but I can definitely respect a guy that's like really puts a lot of time and craftsmanship and you mm-hmm. can understand the, the, you know, the driver skill it takes to do that is just, you know, un, unmatched. So and that's how I feel about it. It's like, you know, you look at something that's not your cup of tea. You don't go up and start bashing something like, Oh, this yeah. thing's junk. Yeah. Why'd you build this? This is stupid. And I walk up like, dude, you put a lot of time into that. Yeah. Some of these guys like have like a, you know, a 55 car they've restored. Like it's yeah. mint. Everything's original. The stickers are late, like original. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So they didn't know what it was, but they saw these big headers and they could go, dude, I respect this. I don't know what it is. Not my cup of tea. But I can definitely appreciate yep. and respect what you mm-hmm. do. So, um, so that was kind of the thing I started off doing, you know, as a way just mainly to advertise the shop. And now it's like radically taking over. Um, so I, you know, obviously we do a ton of racing with it. We do the entire series of Southern Arc Racing Series, which is a ten race cup series. We do um, a ton of other stuff with it. Uh, That's awesome. I'm gonna grab my little counter. And I'll kind of um, run through some of the stuff we do. I was gonna ask you, uh, how was the the Southern Rock Racing Series community? How do, they, how do those guys to work with or to, to race with on, a, you know? So the guys I race with, and I get to tell the story, and I try to tell the story like every chance I to get because it's so honoring of some of the people I race with. Um, so in 2017, um, Tim Can was racing. We were at a, a park, um, Rush, Rush off-road park, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- there was a big thing. They call it Leap of Faith. You had to jump across it. And it was super oh, gnarly. I've seen videos of that. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was great. I'm pretty sure I was going to, I knew I was going to die, but I sent it 100% anyway and made it aside. <laughs> it was probably just, the, like, I was, it was like, did jump. you catch just barely, like just catch the back, like the back axle sort of? I, mine cleared pretty well, but there okay. were some other guys that did not clear oh, so well. Yeah. And then, um, I've seen some horror videos the, from that. Uh, uh, John Deere buggy. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. Keith, um, Keith, um, Keith, whatever his last name is. Yep, John Deere buggy. He jumped it and sent it full send. But the problem was, if you sit on this, uh, on the far left side, it wasn't as bag a gap. If you sit right in the middle, it's like 30 foot gap instead of a 10 or 15 foot gap. Mm. He airs it out and like, like embeds it right in embeds it right into the dirt I think that's the video that I've seen destroys the front axle you can hear it clanking how he like made it through that I have no idea yeah it's it destroys it It, like and there's a couple of guys that caught the last axle kind of bubble you know Mm -hmm. bobbled it as they come up so Timmy flies up over it lands and is hauling along there's like a little two foot one foot little lip that he just clips at the end breaks the steering you say Timmy Timmy Cameron Timmy Cameron yeah so Timmy Cameron you might you might have heard him yeah maybe he's been around a couple days yeah if you've 
familiar with rock bouncing at all, like ever. Just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he he broke some of the front end, came back around. I was like, well, I'm done for the day. Like he's all bummed out. I got a little trailer. Like there's no way. Like one whole wheel's like fla- like flapping back and forth. Um, he had broke, I think, the bolts that held the steering arm into the steering knuckle. Ooh. So he was like, I'm done. Like it's, I shoot all the bolts off. And Bubba Bacon, you know, said, hey, that's that's not how we win where I come from. That's not how, you know, you're going to beat some, you're going to beat them straight up. You're not going to beat them because they broke. That's yeah. not, not how we do things. And they were, they were like knit, neck and neck, nipping on each other's heels all season. In the points. Yeah. yeah. So they got over, they took the knuckle off, they welded some nuts on the bolts, pulled the bolts out. They were able to get some stuff back on and kind of weld it back, like hack it back together just to get it on. Timmy goes up. I think he wins that hill, which got him 50 points. Um, and then at the end of the fast forward to the end of the season, Timmy gets first, Bubba gets second for the entire cup season by 34 points. Wow. So that, everybody's like, everybody's like, clap, like, slow clap. Like, you, you know, <laughs> looking over like, are you mad? Are you mad or you're not? I mean, oh. You're talking thousands of dollars difference. Yeah. You know, you're like, you got, Timmy, Timmy got like 20 grand on a razor. Like, yeah. That's a big difference yeah. for a guy who got second place and he got five grand probably. Yep, like, yep. so to, to me, it's so so epic to have that. And Timmy, you know, clearly mentioned that in this. He said, "Hey, I wouldn't be here." When he's like, "I was done." He's like, "I was here to hood the trailer." And he said, "Hey, that's not how I win around yep. here." Yep. He said, and "He goes, I would not be standing right here if it wasn't for the guy sitting next to me." So, you know, and that's the guy who took first and second. So if the guy that takes first and second can have that kind of relationship, yeah, like humble. the guy that's thirty yeah. third and thirty fourth probably are pretty close. Like yeah, we can right. be like, like, oh yeah, I'm not, ma- I'm not yeah. going to lose any money or make any money if you finish one person ahead of me. Right. So, and everybody kind of has standards. I try to set goals at the beginning of the year. Um, I talk a little bit on my live feed about, you know, setting goals and I try to set some each year. I tried to, I had three main goals I wanted to hit last year. Um, I wanted to make all 10 Southern Rock Racing Series events. That was one of the things I really want to do because there's this big, huge award you get called the Ironman Award if you make all 10 races. That's awesome. Um, and somebody later on was like, well, it's just like a participation trophy. And I was like, okay, that's really mean and offensive and maybe accurate. <laughs> and I'm unfriending you yes, now. Yeah, like, no, yeah. no, bro, yeah. that's me unlocking yeah. the next yeah. 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 I blocked that guy and burned his house down just to <laughs> like, like but, but it's such a, a time commitment and such a financial commitment. Oh, it's yeah. so hard to do that it really is an like a huge deal just to be able to make all 10 races. Because yeah. you're not talking, I mean, you're talking 10 races throughout the year, mostly summer months. Yeah, spring, summer, fall. We started uh, our first race is uh, February 20-something, 26th, 21st, I think is February first race. Our last race is like October 3rd. Okay. So you're talking 10 races, a nine-month window. When you have about a month, month and a half summer break. That's a lot so of commitment. You're though. about every three yeah. weeks. Every three weeks, you're heading to a different state to go race. And most yeah. of the time, it's six to eight-hour minimum. Some of the races are anywhere from 20 12 to 18 hours away. Uh, if you're talking about King of Hammers, you're, you know, that's like a 32, 36 hour drive. So yeah. that's a long Goodness. way to haul a rig to be like, yeah, sweet. You know, I raced for my time at King of Hammers last year was a minute and five seconds. Yep. Like that's, <laughs> oh, that's a solid, that's like, just imagine it's not, by the time you figure out you're about 10 grand. So by the time you pay for fuel in the truck, pay for your garage space, pay for your, like if you're in Harrowtown, have a garage space, it's, yep. you know, uh, pay for your entry fee. You got to pay for like USAC insurance. You got to, you know, make sure the car is up to snuff, make sure you're past tech, make sure it works good. We had done some upgrades to it. So I, I figured that I got home and I kind of figured it all, but you're about 10 grand for that trip. And I raced for a minute and five seconds or a minute and five tenths of a second. I'm like, let, let me ask you this. Was it worth it? <laughs> Well, I, I think it was. Yep. I think it was. Most people um, would go, hell yes, it was. Uh, yeah. So here's what I tell people. Yep. It's like, it's hey, King of Hammers is pretty awesome. Like, it's kind of like telling people, all right, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to, you're going to, you're going to drive to California and you're going to stand in line for like two days. It's $10,000 to get in the park and you can ride one ride and it's last about a minute. Yep. 
most people are like, you're on drugs. You're on crack. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, but, wait, but you get to control the ride. Yes. 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 Oh, mm, by the way, well. by the way, it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity, yep. you know? So like, it's super, super honoring to be able to say I've raced King of Hammers, you know, shoot out the Southern Rock Racing Series and um, the Ultra Four guys go head to head on just an, an it's usually like the most gnarly course you've ever raced. I mean, there's rocks the size of like from basketballs up to like Volvos, you know? So yep. like they're huge rocks. It's a huge steep ledge usually in the beginning. And it's like really rough course after that. Um, your times are anywhere, you know, leading times are 20, 30 seconds. So you know, mid grade times are about a minute ish. So, mm-hmm. and then I would say two thirds of the field is going to be a DNF. So it's, it's pretty insane to see how, how many guys go and either break stuff or destroy their rig. So, um, it's pretty incredible. But I say it's my favorite part of, of, of the King of Hammers because you take all the guys that are like Super Bowl guys and all the guys that are like, uh, you know, World Series guys and they go head to head. So they're going to battle it out like Battle Royale style. And it's, you know, horsepower, adrenaline. And you got this huge, massive, you know, 60,000 people behind you yep. cheering you on to make bad decisions. So what do you want to do? You want to get out there and make you some bad decisions. You want to make deci- all yes. the bad decisions. Yes. Yep. Uh, and after you spent all your doll hairs, as you as you said, yep. you know, we, yep. we haven't, haven't you spent all of them? All, all of them. them. Yeah. So usually, you know, you're like, you know, trying to get cheese sandwiches and like, in, you know, going to some dudes like, hey, well, you guys haven't got dinner. What, what are you having? I, I like that. Yeah. Well, I'll take your leftovers. Yep. yep. So yep. Uh, I mean, so you go to the, you know, now that the trophy truck guys are there, we'll go bum. You know, they got 80 guys to feed. They're not going to notice one more, yep. you know, like so it's it's pretty cool. Um, so just mainly the the rock bouncer was a way to kind of advertise the shop. So I was kind of looking to get into that since then it's kind of obviously taken off. We've done a ton of off road events. We did, I think, 22 off road events total last year that we took the rock bouncer to. Um, King of Hammers, obviously, you know, headed out there, was out there for a week or so, gone for like almost two weeks total. Uh, we did the full Southern Rock Racing Series, you know, Cup Series, which is a 10 race total. Uh, we did some local events, some mud drags, some mud bogs. Um, we do a Jeep show. We do some of the Unlimited Offer Expo stuff. We did, the, but last year we did Texas and Tennessee both. Um, we're trying to get over to Iceland still. Um, the Iceland Formula Einstein. That so stuff is so bad. I like it's, oh, it's I, crazy. We I'd always tell those guys they're crazy, and they're like, yeah, "No, you're crazy." You're like, "No, you're crazy." Like, dude, I would pay money to ride in one of those. It's like, insane. Wow. They're like two thousand horsepower. They weigh like two thousand pounds. I'm like, so yeah, that's pretty insane. The best video for me was because you've seen some insane ledges that they launch their stuff up. The best one was when they're skimming across water. I was like, that is ridiculous. Awesome. So they pack like 20 of those in the shipping containers, ship them over and race with us every year wow. at our finals. And then the very last night, Saturday night, before our awards banquet, they go and race. They have like a pond. They flood. And these guys come and skim the water. And it's a great to watch. Like you, you've never seen a vehicle go 300 yards on water. It's insane. It's it's crazy. So adding that to the bucket list yeah, this it's, year. It's it's pretty crazy. So we're trying to get over there. We haven't been able to go there yet. So we're going to try to get some rock bouncers packaged up in a container. Uh, the big issue is trying to get it shipped over there and back in time for our summer break. And right now we're I think it's we're able to get them over there. And the issue is getting back to the U.S. and in the States and getting unloaded and get back to our racing season. So, yeah, that's the big problem we're kind of having now. Um uh, we do some other stuff, like I said, some mud drags, some mud bogs. We do uh, usually we do the foiling jamboree over in Indy. Um, like I said, there's a, a Jeep show we do, a couple different things we do. So we take the bouncer, we do, we do uh, some parades we do. Uh, so we try to have a pretty good time taking around to kind of a good variety of stuff. Um, we got some stuff on the docket this year, some RC stuff we're going to try to do. So it's pretty exciting, but we, you know, obviously keeps us busy. And, and again, the, the original start, the goal of it was just kind of advertise the shop, but. Now it's become this radical own animal that's like taking up way more time and energy than I ever anticipated, which you is, have been bit by the bug. It has. It yes. has. Like, so 
Um, and it's kind of opened some doors to some cool stuff that I never would have thought imaginable. There's some companies that have partnered with us that have been super awesome. Um, I've gotten to do some broadcasting stuff with the Southern Rock Racing Series, and because I'm so familiar with the East Coast stuff, this year the King of Hammers guys said, hey, uh, well, you know, since you do the, all the East Coast stuff and do broadcasting with them, can you come out and do some broadcasting stuff with us? And I'm like, let's see, I can fly out to King of Hammers, uh, I'm going to get paid to do it, and uh, I don't have to, like, drive and haul my stuff out here and spend all this money. Yeah, I, th- I think I can do that. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to make that happen. Uh, let me yeah, make that yeah. over. Yeah. Let me yes. check my calendar. Yeah, let yeah. me check my schedule. <laughs> Looks oh, open. I think I'm free. I'm That's pretty awesome. sure. So. so we're going to listen to you do a little announcing on the shootout and with some King Hammers like live feed stuff. Yep, so when you hop on the live feed Monday night, uh, definitely. I'll probably do a bunch of the behind-the-scenes stuff too. Uh, so Miles is another guy that does it. Uh, me and Miles will be on the live feed for the shootout. Uh, so again, like I said, I love the shootout because it's, you know, yeah, East Coast guys kind of versus West Coast guys. There's some Canada guys that do the um, the main main the main mountain thing. Mm. Um, I can't remember the name of it exactly. It's you know, about Mount Havoc. Yeah, Mount Havoc. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. The rigs are insane. Those rigs are like that's what Matt wants to do. It's yep. like monster. It's like monster trucks on like yeah. tractor tires, and they go full tilt like twenty four seven. A couple of them have messaged me like, "Bro, when are you coming up to race?" I'm like, "I don't know if my rig can handle that." Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I like can handle that. some of the classes. I need a twelve sure. foot scuba gear to no. be able to go through some yeah. of the holes. Like I think I was because I like to watch the mountain have it because that's what Matt wants to do and he's gonna need a spotter for that whole situation so it's like I kind of need to get versed in that oh yeah and so I've been watching quite a bit of it here lately and uh, there's guys out there there's guys running in classes that are only like on thirty fives thirty sevens it's it's insane so it's that, I mean some, yeah uh, some of the listen, stuff, holes are stupid that's it, ridiculous some yes. of the stuff they're doing is absolutely just but they've got different classes um, so, so you, could, you could probably go out there and do it it'd be it'd be a different kind of Racing for sure. Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in doing it. And some of those guys are coming to King Hammers. Uh, girlie Maddie Moon does it up there. She's coming down. Um, there's two or three other people. Uh, I'm probably forgetting some names right now that are coming down to do it. So uh, some of them we talked about, some we didn't. Um, I'm super excited about those guys coming down. Uh, so we got some East Coast guys. we got some West Coast guys. The Southern Rock Racing Series guys, obviously, I'm very familiar with. Some of the West Coast guys I know just because I bump into them. Yep. You go to enough off-road events, you go to the expos, you bump into them so much, you kind of oh, yeah. become really familiar mm-hmm. with them. Um, so that's going to be kind of cool. Uh, some of the guys from Kryptonite Customs, um, well, they'll, they're the guys I'm going to be partying with most of the time. Uh, there's about 20 of us coming down. We got a little, we're circling the wagons with our campers, so we're going to be there. And <laughs> Making a compound. Yeah, yeah so yep. it's going to be a pretty good time. There's some of those, some of them are racing Ultra 4 uh, side-by-side. Some are racing the 4400 class, and then obviously some are doing shootout with the Agnes buggy. So cool. there'll be a good variety of racing, so I'm sure I'll be helping pit and do some behind-the-scenes with them guys too, which will be a lot of fun. Um so it, it, it should be a good time. So real quick, kind of rundown of the King of Hammers shootout. They'll do in um, Thursday, Thursday, I believe, is the King of Motos or Friday's King of Motos. Saturday is uh, qualifying for sh- the side-by-sides. Sunday is the race for the side-by-sides. Uh, Monday will be qualifying for some of the big dogs. They have a thing called Power Hour, which is like the big, big dogs. That's like the elite of the elite. 4400 class and leads class um and then monday night's the shootout tuesday some more qualifying another power hour wednesday's the emc um the emc is called every man's challenge uh every man's challenge is basically a 4600 class which is a stock class it's pretty limited on what you can do to your vehicle you have a certain tire size you have certain suspension yeah. requirements it's i can't remember what it was now I, and i just it's like, like 35 i think yeah. 35 yeah 35 or 33 yes yeah, it's, it's, so I, I think it's a 35 is a max you can go you yeah. have to have the original suspension yep. you can't have coilovers or bypasses you can have a shock up to two you can have a aftermarket shock up to two inches okay 
I don't know, up to two and a half inches. And I think you can have any transfer case you want, but the rest of the components have to be from that year of a vehicle. And it has to be a certain vehicle that's more than 5,000, more than produced. They have to produce more than 5,000. There's quite a bit of restrictions. Uh, Next class would be modified, which is have more restrictions, but they're getting... The guys are finding very unique ways around some of the restrictions they have. Welcome so it's to not racing. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. Racing it's they're becoming yeah. very creative on how they yeah. do yep. it. Uh, it's not cheating; it's competing. It is. It really is. <laughs> some of those guys are very yep. creative, and they're all super. You guys, they'll hang out. They all kind of tease each other each year. You know, yep. uh, forty eight hundred is legends, and that's kind of your that's your that's your Wednesday race. Uh, Thursday is trophy trucks. Uh, those are desert go fast, very expensive rigs. And the cool part is I got to hang out with behind the scenes last year. Uh, and watch some of those guys, and it's crazy. Like Andy Mabiello was there hanging out, chit chat with him. He has like forty guys in his team that, like, you know, there's semis and semis loaded up of chase trucks and uh, pre-running vehicles, and I mean, their fueling system probably costs more wow. than half the parts of my rig, wow. like, yeah. just to fuel the truck. And they do like two or three tiny changes in like hmm. a couple hours. It is bananas, and every team is like forty people yeah. deep. It's it's crazy. And they had this was last year was their first year ever trying the trophy trucks, so they had uh, obviously it was kind of an invite only thing. So I had kind of all the big dogs. Uh, yep. Jesse James was there. Um, I like I said, Andy Bibgillen was one of the guys I really talked to. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys. There was Robbie two, Gordon. Robbie was Gordon was there. there. I I followed him. Um, yeah. Uh, Rob McCracken, he was one of the guys I got to hang out and talk with. Um, you didn't land a co-driver spot for uh, that? Those guys, co-drivers, Shoot. are like paid co-drivers. <laughs> like, they go down to Baja, and those guys are – I have some buddies that have went with some of the bigger teams and, and basically been on the crew, quote-unquote crew, and they make like a grand a week minimum, and everything is paid for. Wow. You get all you know free coats, hats, sweatshirts, all that gear. They pay for all your food. They pay for all the traveling expenses. You're in a truck, like maybe chase trucking or doing like real pits, like – it's insane to see how much money is poured into that operation. It's and it's great because I'm like, can I touch it? Can I just touch the truck? I just, like, just want to like take yeah, a picture of yeah, it, and see yeah, it in yeah. person. Like, yeah, oh, hot damn. It's it's insane to see some of those race programs. Yeah, and then awesome. Friday is like the quote unquote big dogs. Um, that's the 4400 class, and it's again like the fastest vehicle finishing is 12 and a half hours. Yeah. So it's insane to watch. You know, and the cool part is you can go out. What's crazy is a 130 mile loop, which it's kind of the same for. The side-by-side, the trophy trucks, and the the Ultra 4 guys are all – it's about a 120, 130-mile loop. Each year, the course differs, but they have four or five really hard obstacles that are kind of the same each year, just how, how they structure them. Um, there's even a little bit of a game plan with, like, say, the 4400 guys or the uh, some of the EMC guys. They have, like, three loops here. Those are your three laps you have to do, and then there's one lap you have to do this other loop over here. But they don't tell you which lap you have to do it on. You can choose. Oh. So now, That's like, interesting. it's all strategy. It, oh, yeah. Strategy yep. comes such a player at that point because now you're like, oh, do we do it early and maybe break? But if you wait till later, there might be four or five guys jammed up in the trail and you're just sitting there. I yep. saw Shannon Campbell once, who obviously like a, a awesome legend and rock calling, then, you know, moved to Ultra Four. Yep. He got out of his vehicle, unzipped his race suit, and went over and had a beer with some guys because there's like 12 guys in front of him broke. He's like, I ain't going anywhere. Like, <laughs> can't do anything. Like, can't do anything. He's over there, like, drinking a beer, like, hanging out with guys, like, you know, like partying, just having a great time. He's like, what do you yep. want to do? I can't run over 12. There's like 12 cars yep. stacked in front of him. He's like, I'm not moving these guys. Like, They'll run geez. over one or two. Yeah. They yeah can't he run he over will them. gladly run over one. Yep. He don't care. He'll run over. Him and his boy two years ago were battling side by side and he hit a boulder and destroyed the 
tire, finished without even a tire on the rim. Which is awesome. Which Jeez. and he's battling his son. Like that's like you can't get any harder racer than that, oh, you know? He said his boy, I thought like his buddy, like no, no, no. Oh, his no. son. His yeah. son was racing. Yeah. Him and Waylon were bashing cars like side by side. Like Jeez. yeah, Waylon, because he hit that tire, he had to back up a little bit. Waylon was at get in front of him and finish, but then because of corrected time, he finished, yep. you know, thirty seconds behind him, but because of corrected oh, time, man. there was like a two minute difference. So he ended up taking the podium winning first and his son took second. But uh, he's like there. he's like, I'll put him in the wall. I ain't scared, yeah. you know, like thinking what he'll do with uh with somebody he doesn't like go yeah, to Christmas yeah. with. You oh, know, he'll like, run over oh, the car army. Now yep. he'll invite you back, he'll he'll make you dinner. Like yep. he's one of the hey, Shane's sorry. one of the nicest guy in the world. But, sorry about running your car over. Here's yeah. a steak. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he would. He would cook you a steak. He'd be like, hey, what's steak? What's steak? I mean, he'd walk in his pits, he's the nicest guy. But he would gladly run over your car in a heartbeat, you know, during race time, because that's like Love that's it. game time. That's you know? go time, yeah. Yep. So awesome. uh EMC's pretty cool. There's also a nice thing about the um the shootout is if you are in the top ten people, and usually they, they kind of change every year depending on how many people enter the shootout. Uh usually it's like ten percent, twenty percent, whatever. Uh, but usually they keep it around ten. So if you finish in the top ten during the shootout, then that qualifies you as a driver for whether it be EMC um, uh, or the uh, shootout or the 4400 class. So you get qualified for those. So if you're, say, typically you'll have to go and qualify throughout the year racing in the Ultra 4 races yep. to be able to enter King of Hammers because it's such a big deal they can't let everybody in. So now you actually have to qualify to be able to enter at King of Hammers. Now, that doesn't qualify for your starting position. That is done on, like, Monday and Tuesday. You go out and run, like, a little time course, and then they take everybody's time, and that's how you start the race. But just to be able to race there, you have to qualify ahead of time hmm. uh, for the 4400 class. So you, there's have a thing called the LCQ, which is last chance qualifier. So, like, Monday and Tuesday, you can show up, and if you race really fast around that time, little time loop they have, and you qualify really well, now you can race in King of Hammers. But if, let's say, you don't want to tear your car up, a lot of guys are like, I don't want to go tear my car up and not be able to drove halfway across yeah, exactly, the spend yeah. thousands of dollars all this yep. time. Now I'm going to crash my car. That sucks. So if you find some kind, loving person that you just happen to know that took first or first through 10th at the shootout, you can go over and say, hey, buddy, old pal. For a small little fee, I'll let you drive my car. Or usually what they'll say is you have the entry fee, I have the car. We'll put my name as a driver and your name as a, do a driver. And because of Ultra 4 rules, um, I have to start. And one of the two drivers on record of the car has to start the race and finish the race. Meaning, like, if you're the driver Ooh. and I'm the I'm I'm the pat I'm a driver too. One of us, uh, one of us two, has to start it, and one of us two has to finish it. So what they'll do is they'll let the the driver who won the shootout. So, so like the same person has to start and finish, uh, or just one of the one of the two, two one of the two okay. on record. So yeah. what a lot of times do is um, like so Bailey Campbell and um, uh, uh, Terry would Terry would co-drive for. So Terry had a broken back, and she started the race um, a couple of years ago with a different co-driver. So since she Terry Terry and her were the two record drivers, meaning she so Terry broke his back and couldn't race. So they put he had just started getting better. So they said, yeah, since you broke your back like shattered vertebrae back when they crashed at finals, uh, they say put her in the car and they said we're gonna be a different co-driver. They turned the co-driver race the whole time. Towards the end of the race, she wasn't feeling good. There she was, she was kind of having some health issues too. So like they got to the last pit and they're like Terry. This car can't finish unless you or her is in it. She can't finish the race. So, mm. like, 
Strap up, homie. Suck it up. Strap up. Like, I know you have wow. a broken back and all, but like, you know, put your race suit over that brace and man the Wedge heck up. Wedge it in through the window and, and have a good one. And he did. It yeah. was, I mean, he just was wow. like, all right, well, and he drove kind of easy and ended up getting a, getting a finish out of it. Still was able to finish. And again, if you're finishing King Hammers, even finishing is incredible. Well, I don't know the stats, but that's one thing that's blown me away for years on King Hammers is, you know, X amount of people. Enter yes, and there's like I mean so minimal people. Forty four hundred class and and side by sides are about the same now. Mm-hmm. One hundred and thirty eight, one hundred thirty six, one hundred forty eight, one hundred twenty six, somewhere around there. They're about the same now. Start the race, sixteen, eighteen, finish. Yeah. And we're not talking like finish. We're talking literally finish. Like, finish. like it's not like oh yes. you they, you didn't usually make the it in time. Fastest guys will That's be twelve insane. and a half hours, and I think they give like a fourteen hour time cap. So as long as you can finish in 14 hours, you automatically are considered a finisher. Hmm. And you'll be like one of 20 guys. Like two two years ago, I think it was two years ago, they had like 42 cars or 38 cars or something like that finished in the 44 class. And it was the most cars that ever finished the race on time. Now, which there's a couple people that will finish after time. Yeah. And they'll usually get them on the podium, talk to them, show them some love, which is great because obviously, you know, even being able to compete after time is still oh, a yeah, huge it's still, feat. It's still a goal. Yeah. Like that's like finishing an Ironman. Oh, you didn't finish in time. I just completed an Ironman. I like, still did. It, yeah, like yeah. I just polished like ten, missed the deadline by ten minutes. Yep. I still polished it off, you know. Like so, yep. um, you're you're sixteen, eighteen, twenty two cars, roughly, whether it be a side by side or whether it be a forty four class. They're about the same now. EMC, uh, all three of those classes together are usually like one hundred and fifty, hmm. and usually they get um, uh, usually a little bit more. I think I usually like thirty, forty of those finish. Yeah. But again, you're still less than a third. Yeah, you which know, is it's, insane. It's insane, right. and and obviously the EMC, some of those guys courses, especially the forty six hundred, are easier. Mm-hmm. Because obviously you don't have the tire clearance, so you can't go over the same course that the forty-four guys yeah. do. It's a little less of a less of a I don't know grueling or yeah. And they have some of the for the forty-six hundred guys, even some of the obstacles they come up to. There might be a little if it's really really hard, they'll have a little bypass they go around. Yeah, and that's only for the forty-six hundred guys, just because they have you know a smaller tire, less clearance, less motor. You know, it's kind of hard when you got a guy that's you know twelve hundred horsepower, fourteen hundred horsepower that's just ripping it with a you know forty four, forty six inch tire versus a guy that's got a thirty five <laughs> and he's running a Cherokee yeah. six cylinder that's got one hundred and two horsepower. Tell him to send it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just let her you know. Cherokee's gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy it. that won it last year in the forty six hundred class was a Toyota four cylinder, like five speed Toyota. Yes. And I thought, man, that's so neat. That guy, that Toyota one, that, that's yep. so geeky. He brought his Toyota out in one. That's so great. And then they, 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 well, later on, you know, somebody told me once that everything cool that happens at King Hammers, you find out about like the next week because there's not really a lot of cell phone service yep. there. Mm-hmm. If you're like on a mountain jumping up and down with one hand held just right, you might get a bar or two. So usually you find all the cool stuff. You see it on pictures of it on Facebook the next week when you get home. You're like, man, I know there's a party going on over there. Like, yeah, a little bit nice to know. <laughs> like Cheech and Chong were out there last year. Got, yep. um, the tribe, the guys at a Texas tribe camp, uh, they, had, they had a big tent. Uh, Cheech from Cheech and Chong was in their booth taking pictures with them. Mile awesome. posted a picture. Huh. And I'm like, movie stars show up. Uh, Aaron Kaufman was there last yep. year racing some stuff. They did That's like why. an episode on his TV yeah, show. It's with crazy. It. it wasn't just he was there to hang out. They yeah. did a damn TV show on it. It's a BJ Baldwin. Uh, he yep. was there racing a trophy truck. Like all these guys that are like a big, big deal. We're all out there just racing. And they're like, hey, that's so cool. You guys do this. And we're like, we're cool. It's cool you're here. Like just yeah. how much of a literally just a party it's turned into. And now it's like eight, nine days long. I'm flying out. I fly out Friday. This Friday morning I'll be flying out there. And I'll be out there until the following Saturday when everybody kind of heads back. But 
it's insane how many people come out there. Obviously, all the races happen over like eight or nine days, but yeah. if they packed it in even tighter, like I don't, I don't know, you get that many people in. You just can't, know. yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. You yep. look out and see a mountain. You're on a mountaintop. You look over and see like hundreds of side by side lights, whips, and on it. And it's still open. You can still drive out and drive all around it and watch. Yep. You can drive right up and walk up to the rock ten feet away from these cars coming by. Especially on the harder trails, they're obviously not going super high speed. These guys get out and winch each other. Bang! One guy will come up, hit it, hit the guy in the rear, push him with a rock, and then this guy might get out and winch <laughs> him over. Like it's crazy. Like, yep. and it's so awesome to watch videotape, take pictures, and, and you can be right next to the action. Hmm. And then you might get bored there and drive over to like Chocolate Thunder backdoor, watch that for a while, watch that for a while, yep. and then you can usually you can like see like on the tracker where the cars are at. Like, oh, they're all over here, they're all over here, or whatever. A bunch of guys get jammed up, so that's kind of cool to watch them yell each other. Be nice. Yeah, they start getting all mad, and you're just yeah. like, having a good time. Yeah, and most of the time it, they're pass not, me another beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Most of the time it's more of a they're just frustrated. They want to get urgent. But I've even seen guys um, last year. Uh, the Gers Gomez brothers, like four brothers, they're called the Gomez brothers. They all race 4400, and they all have like just insane cars. And their tent is usually like a great party. They own all like a like a tree logging company up in Northern California. So Southern California isn't too much of a drive. Yeah, that's almost home court. Yeah, right? like they love it. They're a great guy. They're all bananas. They all get out there. They go full tilt. One day we were the timing three or four years ago. I went out there and we, me and a bunch of other people were doing the timing. Southern Rock Racing Series people went out and ran the timers for the Ultra Four. We were watching these people come by and run the timers, and somebody came out in just full send it mode. And one of the girls was with us. Didn't even look up. She's like, "That's got to be a Gomez brother." I mean, <laughs> she looks up and she's like, "Yeah, that's named off one of the Gomez brothers." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And he oh, was. He was like, he. You know. They had this little jump at the yeah. very beginning. He hit that thing and went two or three times farther than everybody else had went. I'm like, oh, man. like she's he's like, here to party. Oh, they are. Yeah. They they are full send. hundred. They're they're wreckers or checkers guys. There's yep. no in between with those guys. Jeez. And it's and they're all super nice. We walk over talk to them. They showed me around their tent and they right. had a trailer. I'm like, man, that's a really nice trailer. That's a really nice tent. Like, yeah piece of crap old trailer it's an old beater with a like beat up piece of trailer then cool, I'm sure, can i borrow it yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, take, yeah. I'll take it home yeah. with yeah. you don't have to worry about pro it comps one of their sponsors said so this huge pro comp tent and the pro cop had got the like real close you know nice entry so they want to have this nice tent in the trailer he's like a yeah, trailer we paid like 10 grand for put all our junk in there pack the cars in there he's like pro comp bought us a tent he's like the tent that leans off the trailer is like 50 grand he's like we got ten thousand dollars in the semi and fifty thousand in the tent you know Jeez. so it was super funny those guys were super nice uh uh, so last year, uh, one of the Gomez brothers, and I can't remember who it was, um, were watching. So you can go down to Hammertown. They have a big campfire, but it gets around, and they have a huge screen so we can watch all the cars. And obviously, the screen snaps to the action. So that's kind of cool. Uh, which is nice. Which is great. So you can just see the action parts on top of there rather than try to drive around. So a lot of times, we we'll go out and drive around for a little while, and they'll come back and watch the big screen. Um uh, so Shannon Campbell whip, you know, came flying up to this one part back door. It's really hard. You usually have to winch it unless you can one shot it. But the problem is you risk breaking your car. Now you're broke. Uh, Shannon Campbell comes flying up, and I don't remember which go brother's brother it was, but one of them had already broke. And so his car's up at the top of, of back door, kind of out of the way. And Shannon Campbell keeps pulling up, and he starts, you know, the Gomez brothers start motioning, hey, hey, you'll throw me your winch line. He throws him as a winch line, and because Shannon Campbell, the Campbell family only have one driver. They don't have a co-driver. Yep. So he throws him a winch line. He runs over, hooks it up. Shannon winches up the thill. He takes the winch line, unhooks it, and throws it right back in the car, and Shannon takes off. How many times in NASCAR or other races where you would see oh, a guy yeah. get out of his car, help another guy, and then be like, well, hey, good job, buddy. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, you understand, like, he can't, like, he can't do anything, you know, to hurt him. Why would he not help him, you know? Yep. Like, it's not like he's in a, he's not like he can get in his car and take off and pass him. But he could have stood there and watched him. He could I mean, have. You know what I mean? He like, could he could have went, nope, not So he you. could have been like, eh, screw you, get out of your own car. Like, yep. but he didn't. He hopped out, helped him winch up, and then obviously shaved, you know, minutes. Oh, yeah. If Shannon had to get out and hook yep. the winch line up, I mean, there's like five, ten minutes. 
I mean, there's yeah. guys, there's times that people finish in corrected time. That's and it's kind of like golf. You see the first two guys finish, and there you don't really know where you ended until the last guy finished. Yep. So I got the experience last year of standing next right at the finish line, and a bunch of the um, tribe guys were there. Um, uh, Clay Gilstrap, his mother, his, her name is Mama Gilstrap. You can call her that. That's what everybody calls her. So she's standing there. It was crazy with two timers in her hand. And she was like stressed to the max. But she was like light beam laser focused on that finish line watching it. And she said, this is Bailey Campbell. And this is, and she had somebody else. I can't remember what the other driver was in her car. And she's looking at the two stopwatches. And it was the two people that by corrected time were ahead of him. Uh, so if it wow. once he crossed the finish line... She she had to watch these two timers. She was so excited, her you know her, her son across finish line. Yep. But if Bailey finished in less than this time, and this guy finished in less than this time, then he got bumped to fourth or fifth place because at that point he was on the podium. Yeah. And she's watching these two timers like, and then when I think it was Bailey was the first one to click off, and she's like, Yeah, all right, all right, we got fourth. All right, we should get fit, you know, get to bump up to third now. Yep. And then once the other one clicked off, she just started go like going nuts, so happy because that means he got third place. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is wild. And it's crazy that like yep. you can finish the race and be like, Well, see, I'm I got third. Like, oh, just kidding. No, someone else finished yeah. behind you. Yeah. Now you're at fifth. Try like, that with your well, NASCAR. That'd be insane. Yeah, oh, it is because <laughs> you don't. Really, you still don't you know correct know. time, and right. then. You go back later on review your you report. You might have missed a checkpoint. Well, that's the other thing that I've noticed over the years of every once in a while, like somebody will finish the win and then, oh, by the way, you missed a checkpoint or something like that. And it's yep. like, ooh, just kidding. Yeah. Here's, what, or you here's can, what I like a lot about that is that you said that Mama, what is it? Mama Gilstrap. Mama Gilstrap. Yep. Like, it's that much of a family event. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's a huge racing yeah. event, but it's I, that much family. It's I, not yeah. just them. Like, I really don't even know family. her first name. I just call her Mommy yeah. Gilstrap. Huh. But it's just, it's a, that's that much of a family event that your family shows up. Oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if mom, dad, yep. you know, sister, brother, whatever. They just, they come with you like, hey, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's awesome. And like, that's awesome. What a cool event that is that. So that involved. Yeah, and Southern awesome. Rock Racing Series, very same way. We have the Bacon family, you know, Tim Bacon, you know, Big Tim, Little Tim, and Bubba, which is obviously usually he's clipping on Timmy Seals. Timmy, uh, Little Tim Bacon finished, you know, he put in a couple times this year. Uh, one At one point, Tim Cameron had taken first, Bubba Bacon was second, and Little Tim, Little Tim Bacon was third. So the two Bacon brothers were on podium together. We awesome. coming for you. And, it, 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 <laughs> and all three of those guys had no no superchargers, no no tr- no power additives, and yeah. they're all three they, like big block so a, crew. It's like a Tim Bacon sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was, it was <laughs> so it, it was pretty cool uh, to see that happen and to see them all podium. But their mom, Mama Bacon. Everybody calls her mom bacon. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really, I like, I sent their Christmas cards like the bacon when I sent them a Christmas card. <laughs> the I, bacon. I, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> like you I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like um, Mama and Big Tim. Like yeah. you know, like so. And they're super <laughs> nice, super loving. I mean, we have a lot of and, and whether it be Ultra Four or a Southern Arc Racing Series, either one. I found just so much love. Like you know, I've I've helped out guys out. You know, hey, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Davis. We put a steering wheel and a seat. He went and bought a razor one time. He's like, yeah, I just picked up my razor. We're gonna put it in. So we put a new seat, changed a bunch of stuff in a night before. Um, you know, there's people come up and borrow tools, borrow parts. Like, I usually keep a bunch of parts in the trailer, a bunch of tools. Um, I have, like, more tools in my truck usually going to race than most people own. Uh, I tell that's because I have, like, you know, hashtag poor kid problems. Like, yeah. so I'm used hashtag to working on my stuff. I got to work yeah. on it. Like, I, yeah. I'm used to working on my broke junk. So the yep. fact that I carry that many tools because I, I have to use those to get the rig. Maybe my, my tow vehicle might even break. I've been racing my tow vehicle broke down, like. 
I'm used to using these tools. I'm very familiar with them because I have to use them. Like, yep. so I mean, I, there's guys we've borrowed tools from, or I've lent tools to. What uh, I mean, bolts. Sometimes you lose a bolt, break a bolt. You got to go steal one from somebody else. It might be a metric fine thread. Yeah, something. You know, left eyeball. hand. Like, oh, I got one. You know, I've I see yep. people take stuff out of their driver vehicle to put it on. You know, yeah. and, <laughs> and yep. most, right off the tow rig. And most guys understand that, especially in our series, we don't race side by sides. I think that's a little bit easier. We race at clock, so I don't really care what time you got. I'm shooting for this time. And if I get this time, I'm yep. happy about it. You know, as long as I make no mistakes and I have a smooth run, I'm happy with that time, regardless of whether you finish ahead or behind me. I don't. I race a clock. I don't race you. I don't care what your time is. Yep. So I think that makes it a little bit easier for us. And the fact that um, everybody's kind of go there, do the best they can. We all have to drive a long way. Like, everybody's driving six, eight hours. Unless you're, like, happen to have the park right next to you. Most of us are driving six, eight hours. You know, it's a huge financial commitment, especially if you're a seasoned driver where the guys are making all 10 races. You're making a huge financial commitment, a huge time commitment. You might have brought your family with you. You might be away from your family. Uh, one of the races this year went to, I got to, you know, go with a dinner with the Bacon family. It was a blast. On the way there, little Tim Bacon was watching on his phone. He's watching his daughter's uh, basketball game or dance recital, whatever it was, yep. because he, you know, his wife's FaceTiming him, and he's watching it because he can't be there. He's like, sorry, I yeah, can't. It's, you know? it's more of a commitment. I mean, what's oh, funny yeah. is it, it, oh, 10 races a year. You know, you're kind of jaded because most touring se- uh, series, NASCAR's 30-some races yeah. a year, you know, trophy truck series, you know, all this stuff is 30, 40 races a year. 10 races a year. I don't go on 10 vacations a year. Yeah. Not that yeah. it's necessarily yeah. a vacation. Yeah. But, it costs but you're going to spend thousands of dollars to go on a vacation. Yeah. Most average people, normal people don't go. Hell, I'd be excited to go wheeling at the Badlands 10 times a year. And that's an hour drive for me. Not yeah. not to mention yeah, your food, your fuel. Yeah. If you're taking crew guys with you, you got to usually buy their food or fuel or give them at least T-shirts and, you know, help kind of rep your company or whatever. Or, yep. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is a fine, a huge financial commitment, time commitment. I mean, like score, they have like four races, like score, the Baja, like the Baja 1000, they have like the 250, like 400, I think maybe a 500. So they have like four races, ultra four. It's like three East coast, three West coast finals, and then King hammers. Yep. So there's what, eight total. So, uh, I mean with us, we're 10, so we're probably one of the premier, you know, uh, as far as leading cup series, we're part of the premier leading cup series. Yep. So it, it is a big, you know, time commitments. And that's if you don't break anything, that's, yeah. and, and you're not even thinking about like, Oh, I gotta have a nice diesel truck. I have to have a pretty decent trailer to point there. If you're going to live and you're going to have living quarters inside, you have a big enclosed trailer, you know, you gotta have, you know, buy your tires. You're going to slice a tire probably once every couple of races. You're going to, you know, obviously you gotta buy race fuel. If you're one of the, you know, you're trying to be on the podium or trying to be a you know, top 10, you gotta be 1200 horsepower plus. I mean, you're, you really got to spend a lot of time and money, not to mention seat time time too so you gotta go out and test and tune so now those 10 weekends are 15 weekends maybe yep you know obviously it's hard to kind of explain to wives or girlfriends sometimes where you're like uh yeah i need to buy this supercharger and turbo and we need to oh well now we gotta tack on nitrous because you know well somebody else did nitrous we gotta and they went with a 200 shot we gotta go a 400 shot we gotta do it bigger and better yeah so you know obviously it's you know what they a lot of guys i race with understand this is a huge financial commitment huge time commitment and they understand like if i'm making that so are you so why why if I have a bolt in my truck, why would I not give it to you so yep. you can go race too? Like yep. I, 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 like you almost feel bad. Like some guy breaks. Like you almost feel bad for the guy who breaks and doesn't. You know, if you don't have parts to fix it or he can't fix it or if it's something that can't be fixed, you know, you break it like a and it, some couple of guys you know, like Bob Bacon broke a coupler that went between the transmission and the transfer case. Like nobody's gonna have that besides being able to tear it apart from the first course to the second course kind of sucks. 
you know, even even trying to tear it apart to figure out what it is, you know, it's kind of hard. It kind of sucks to drive all that way, haul the buggy all the way, break something, and or if you do poorly, say you go over and roll over in the first course. Yep. It's so so frustrating, and usually it's you know you're so hard on yourself. Where else, like, hey, don't worry, you get them next time. Yep. Good job, you know. I'm, yeah, you weren't that much faster than I was, you know. So a lot a lot of times it's everybody else around us racing us, encouraging us, yep. and we're the hardest guys. I mean, I'm sure you see it with pro athletes all the time, oh, yeah. you know, yep. you know, miss a block or you know miss a catch or something, or you know, they're they're harder, far far harder than anybody else around them. You're so, always your worst critic. It, it is. Oh, yeah. It is. That's true. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about King Hammers. Definitely make sure everybody tunes in for that. Um, like I said, the e, um, the EMC will be cool. I always like it because it's got two or three different varieties of vehicles. Yep. 4400 obviously the big dogs. That's, you know, all out crazy racing. Uh, and kind of hanging out the rope pits and stuff. Plus, you have spectators all hanging out. Drive. It's still an open course. You can still and, go out and ride around well, on it. Well, one of the neat things for King Hammers for me is always the – has absolutely nothing to do with race vehicles. It's all the other cool builds that people throw together. And it, that's almost it like it's almost like the the SEMA of the off road world. And it's like there's some sketchy stuff driving out there that's yep. super cool to see. Yep. Uh, and usually the pit areas where you see all the really weird, sketchy stuff. People build some freak stuff, just go out there and ride around it. Yeah. Cause like it's kind of cool and different, you know. Well, when you got awesome. fifty, sixty thousand people, I mean, that's yeah. it's like a huge off road show. And oh, by I, the way, we got a race going on in the back. Yeah. And I would say at least sixty thousand. I think you're not wow. over eighty, hundred. Yes, maybe. they were saying this year that they were expect like they were thinking because of the way it's been growing in the years yes. past, they're gonna be closer to eighty this year. Uh, it was they were they were, they, were sh- they were saying with adding the trophy trucks, it was gonna be close to a hundred. And this <laughs> year, and now they was when they they got rid of the King of Motos. They're bringing it back this yeah. year. Wow. So I, I would say, and obviously they're all not going to be there at one time because King of Motos is, you know, two or three days before, you know, side-by-sides and side-by-sides. And a lot of the side-by-sides guys probably won't stay mm-hmm. for the for the next week if they're yeah. only racing that. Now, I know uh, Eric Miller and there's four or five other guys, um, Campbell Family, Lauren Healy, a bunch of the big dogs. They all race side-by-sides too because it's almost the same course. Yeah. They're like, why don't we add a side by side class? Now we got twice the the race coverage, twice seat time, twice the seat yep. time, twice yep. the left for the sponsors. We're lear- we're learning the same course. I mean, it's like yep. basically like a pre run for us. We don't yep. care. So, and again, it's you know, a lot of fun. You still get out there banging the doors, and obviously, uh, you know, hopefully, side by side, you have a lot less money than you a big truck. But even nowadays, those are getting kind of expensive. They're spending, right. yep. And you can definitely, you know, you can definitely tear one up pretty quick too. You can you can oh, wad yeah. some stuff up, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. So Monday night will be the big night. You wanna you wanna check that out. Um, like I said, that'll be the shootout, and I, I say it's it's probably the most action packed time. Uh, just because you can sit in one seat and watch it all, obviously the live yep. feed will be airing it all out. It'll be it'll be a pretty good time. So we'll be tuned in definitely. Oh, for sure. Yep. So moving so, back to your buggy, you got something, um, some different stuff going on. I do. I can drop some secrets now. Dun, uh, dun, dun. I'll, I'll run through some sponsors real quick. Uh, Warren Winch, obviously we picked them up again I think, uh, this I think year. Maybe you, you you jumped ahead. Oh, it's okay. No, yeah. no. You good where you're at? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure you were talking about this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Warren Winch, it's on the list. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta hit the big highlights. Uh, so well, this is a big highlight. I feel Warren like. Winch. So uh, Warren Winch, we picked up again this year. They've been a sponsor with us for three or four years now. Uh, we always run some cool products for them. Uh, a lot of the Ultra Four guys you'll see with winches, they use their winches at every race they go to. At King of Hammers, they'll use it like a half dozen times in a twelve-hour window. In theory, if I'm using my winch, things have gone horribly wrong. Mistakes have been made. Bad decisions have been done. So yes. Warren Winch, obviously, we, they're like their insurance. You know, yeah. insurance is great to have. You want to yep. have a good. I have State Farm. They're great. You don't want to have to use it though, because if no. you're using it, things have went terribly wrong. You're not in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> That's like everybody yeah. talks about Harbor Freight winches. I'm like, yeah. will it work? Yes. 
Have you ever used a winch and you're happy? No. Uh, if you have to drag a dead car on your trailer somewhere along the yeah. line, you are upset. And usually a winch that you're using, it, like it's never going to fail, especially a cheaper winch. It's never going to fail when you don't need it. It's going to yeah. fail when you need it the most. Yep. yep. So that's one reason I'm glad, so glad we teamed up with Warren. They're super awesome. Icebox Performance, they've been with us three or four years. They make all of our radiators. So Radiator Supply House is the name of the parent company. They make OEM lines, so basically anything you ever need for any vehicle, they make. Icebox Performance is their like performance line, so they make all aluminum custom stuff that's like super Gucci. It's it's they make some they make some pretty sexy stuff. They run spa fans, which are uh, they have a they have a, um, a springless fan or a, a, the tabs that go on the side. Anyway, fan? Uh, brushless. They have a, they have. Oh, yeah. So spa yeah. makes I'm a sitting over here like yeah. So I got RC guys are like what's brushless? We don't know that. Yeah, So we have uh, they make a brush spa makes a brushless fan they're using on some of their icebox form stuff and it spins. It's variable. You can spin it from like one RPM to like thirty thousand RPMs and it's it, it, the temperature sensor monitors your temperature so as your temperature grows your fan grows so most guys have an on off switch like i do in mine yep. you flick the on off switch it kicks on it blows a bunch of cool air past and it cools down you turn it off whatever their fan actually literally you just you know flick the switch on and as it as it obviously when you're on the side of a hill wide open throttle banging wah, 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 bouncing off the rev limiter you need as much you need that you know 3000 3600 cfm yep. per fan but when you're just tooling around the park, you don't need all that air. So yeah. that's one of the cool things they use on some of their fans that are a little bit better than some of the other companies. Um, Jet Hot, they stepped on board with us this year. Uh, I have a friend that works there, so she got us in tune with them, and they work together. They make, like, engine coating stuff for exhaust, like a ceramic coating for exhaust, helps keep it cooler. Some cool stuff. Super excited about them. A new one I'm going to drop right now, and nobody's heard this yet, and it's okay because I'm going to drop it tomorrow night on my live feed, but no one knows. It's like a it's like a top-secret time capsule. I feel like we've had lots of top-secrets between we, you and I. Yeah. It's like a we get all the stuff. We get all the, the deets. Podcast, and we get all the deets early. It's a super top-secret time capsule that will not be released until Tuesday at whatever time this podcast drops. Unless so. you give it up early, Ian. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Don't you let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, so, I already put it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw him. So, so there's a company called Rhodes Diffs. Uh, they're based out of Missouri. Uh, Travis Rhodes, the owner, and they make differentials. Uh, they're kind of a big deal with that. Uh, they made made some, quite a few. They've they've done a couple, a couple of new projects. They're working, training some different stuff. So I'm dropping a 14 bolt front axle in my buggy for next year, which, again, nice. nobody knows yet. So yep. we're on a Dana 60 front currently in a 14 bolt rear. Uh, obviously. Obviously, the 14 bolt in the rear is pretty beefy. The 14 Dana 16 in the front obviously could use a little bit. We broke two shafts once at Dirty Trail Off Road Park when I was landed on one side riding way too hard, and then once at finals I broke a uh, Dana 60 RCV. And RCVs are very good axles. I mean, I put mine through the abuse. I'm sure they have probably cracks in them, you know, and that's yep. what usually finally fails. Mm-hmm. You can only beat on something so long, so hard. You need know, to drop a 4,000 pound vehicle wide open throttle so many times. Something's got to give sooner later. Eventually, it eventually. will. Yes. Break. Yep. Yeah. Eventually. So yeah. We uh, we've definitely put those to the max as many times as possible. So I did break two of them last year. Uh, again, probably doing something I should have been doing anyway. But you know, again, so there's, there's got to be a weak link. So it's not going to stop you from doing it again. Uh, no, nope. no, 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 it's not. So we're upgrading to a 14 bolt axle. Uh, obviously, you know, the nice, you know, benefit of having a 14 bolt, you have some super heavy duty outers. Uh, we can go with big bell stuff. We can really beef up, make it a lot stronger. And the benefit is uh, that way, if there's potentially power adders coming later on, that they could 
they could have that power and you can use it without having to worry about breaking. Yep. So if you know you have a weak link, like say a Dana 60 front axle, it's, you have to be somewhat conservative and that kind of sucks when, Hey, I got a race car, but this component isn't heavy duty enough to run it. You know, obviously with, you know, as Bubba Bacon likes to say, my 200 horsepower, um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to, you know, what, I don't yep. have to worry necessarily about a 14 bolt, you know, but now obviously hopefully we'll have some power by then and then we can make some bad decisions. So, well, the thing is, I mean, it seems like it's crazy to kind of look at the timeline, but it it doesn't seem like you're getting out of this next no, year. You know, no, no, we're getting we're getting way we're, like we're we're diving all the way down yep. the rabbit hole. Yep. And what's crazy is even for the last four years, four years, five years ago, if you had like 650 horsepower and a Dana 60 14 bolt like four horsepower, you were a big deal. Yep. You know, five four thousand five thousand pound buggy. You were like a you were like a mochismo guy. You were like yep. top you know top five top ten. You know. And now, if you don't have 1,200 horsepower, like, you might as well not even show you up. You just stay at the house, yeah. You know, so I think that that's one of the things that, like, I really, um, really strongly want to, like, uh, like say, like, it's awesome where the sport is going. Like, it's yep. radically, radically changed in, in such a short time. Um, again, hopefully we can have some more some more power for next year. Obviously, we want to make the rig more durable. Um, rigs are starting to get lighter and lighter. What have you seen a trend last, especially like over the eight, last 18 months, rigs are continuing to get lighter and lighter. And uh, why try to get the components head more heavy duty, mm-hmm. which is kind of a big toss up. Do you want more heavy duty or do you want light? So, And when you're going like flinging a vehicle up a hill, you really need lightweight. I like the term flinging. Yeah, like That's literally like we're, we're flying wide open and then you kind of just fling it up the hill. Yep. So like you really have to be... Uh, you know, obviously light, but yet you want to, when you land, you want to land in one piece. So yep. you have to be pretty heavy duty. So you have that kind of teeter totter effect going back and forth. Like, you know, I want to be strong, but I want to be lightweight. And then obviously, you know, horsepower, you know, at some point comes down to kind of a spending game. Like how much horsepower do you want? Like, I don't know how much you want to spend. How deep are your pockets? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, into that point, I think it's kind of interesting on the outside looking in, you start seeing bigger axle shafts, bigger U joints, you know, stuff like that. And then now, like you said, you're going lighter, so you don't need that. Like, you can only make shit so big. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you can only make an axle shaft so big before you're putting, like, four-inch axle tubes on, and it's it just is. ridiculous. So something's got to give. Well, the give is let's make it lighter. We don't need huge yep. axle tubes with huge axle shafts because what we have now would work if we shaved a 1,000 pounds off a rig. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy just, again, like, to see how things have progressed so fast over the last four to five years Again, 650 horsepower, you're a big deal. Like yep. now, like 650 is entry level. Like, oh, yep. you only have 650? Well, you get them next year, buddy. You know, yeah. like, like yep. 12 hundo is like the new like entry level. You know, yep. it's Jeez. and it's crazy to see how how fast buggies have evolved, you know, getting bigger motors and more horsepower and bigger. And, and what's crazy is Boba Bacon is, you know, pretty heavy and he has a lot of heavy components, yet he's sitting second on the podium. We have other guys that are coming in that are a lot lighter weight, a lot smaller motors, but yet still kind of old, you know, old faithful. Bubba, Bubba hasn't changed his rig in five years. And yeah. we were laughing about that at the end of finals. He's like, I built this rig five years ago, and I really haven't changed much since then. He's had a sway bar, I think, and that's the only thing he's really done. Wow. And maybe made some rear suspension adjustments. But is, but is top-notch competitive. I mean, that's what's crazy about it's it. It's insane. It's yep. it's insane how competitive Bubba is. And, and he, don't, he don't miss much either. Like, he acts like, you know, they act like they're good old boys. 
they don't miss much at all. Yeah, like sharp. it's it, it oh it's yeah. it's a, it's incredible. Like yep. don't let the accent fool you. They yeah. don't like yeah. you. Just think uh-huh. they're like a bunch of dumb rednecks, and they show up and they whoop you bad. You're like, yeah. wow, like, oh wow. crap. Yeah, yeah, like damn. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. My Yankee self goes back home, licking my licking my wounds. <laughs> like, wow, this this did not go how I thought it was gonna oh, go. Uh, and even being able to like, you know, like so much stuff goes into it. Even being able to like, read terrain, and that's one thing Timmy like. Not to kind of boast on Timmy, but like he's really good at that. Being able to mm-hmm. read terrain, being able to see courses and how things are laid out. And he, the very first Southern Rock Racing Series race I ever went to was like two or three years before I ever even raced in it. Me and my brother was like, Miss, it's kind of a big deal. We'll go check who's out. I'm like, yeah, let's yeah, go check let's it out. Let's go watch it and see what so happens. So we hopped in his truck like, you know, Friday night at like 10 o'clock at night and drove, he had a Dodge at the time, white Dodge. We loaded his side by side in the back, drove all the way down there at like 10 o'clock at night. We got there at like six o'clock in the morning. We we're gonna go to a hotel, but we got to the race like, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, they're gonna like, they're gonna start racing like three hours. There's no point in going to a hotel. We just like leaned our seats back, slept in the yeah. truck, you know. Got like two hours later, got the side by side, drove down there like a little makeshift like place to eat at. We got some food and nachos or whatever they were cooking, you know. Uh, got got the food, hung out, and uh, then went down and watched the race and. Everybody else was coming up and turning 90 degrees. So you came like had like a 100 yards, 50 yards, and you had to turn 90 degrees and go up this hill. There was like a flat spot and another little hill. Everybody came in, turned, and tried to go up the hill, and some of them could kind of make it, and then they had to back up and hit it a second time. Hmm. Timmy was the only guy that came in and kind of started at a 45-degree angle up the hill and kind of just at the last possible, like drove right to this tree where he was about to hit it. The last possible second, cut the wheel, with, had enough momentum to carry him over. So the fastest time on the first course, and this literally blew me away. Everybody was like, you know, 38, like the top five guys were like 38, 37, 36, like 30, you know, 34 and a half, 30, I think 32 or 33 was the fastest time. And he came in and his was like 15.9 seconds. I'm like, so if you had a drag car and you raced down the track yep. and the guy came next to you and raced a time that was more than half of yours. You would just go home. You'd be like. I quit. Like, what, what, like, how is that car legal? Yeah. Like. Yep. And the thing is, we're an unlimited class. You can run any tire size you want. You have to run at least a 39 and a half inch tire, at least. After that, there's pretty much no restrictions on the vehicle other than safety restrictions. You have to have a certain harness. You have to run for a suit. You have to run extinguishers. There's lots and lots of safety standards, but there is zero. So there's no, like, minimum maximum wheelbase. No. Nope. No, like, nope. minimum suspension. Nope. That's what's crazy nope. like, about I, I Like, I would encourage you to ask 10 more questions, and they'll be, nope. Like, you can run any motor, any transmission, any transfer case, any any size drive line. You can run. You can make your own cage. You can make it as big or as small as you want. You can use any, tiny, any size tubing you want. We got guys using electric weld tubing. We got guys using DOM tubing. We got guys using chromoly tubing. So it's such a plethora of motors, and we got some Ford guys. We got some Dodge guys we got some chevy guys like we have different motors we have different transmissions we have different transfer cases and there's usually like the top 10 guys are pretty the same each time so it's kind of crazy that there's such an array of vehicle uh, weights i mean obviously we got guys are you know right around 3,000 the lowest guys probably 3,000 3,200 somewhere in there and then we got guys are you know 5,500 you know agnes buggy they are building a new chassis now um but their old chassis was 5,500 pounds probably 
So that's, I mean, when you get 3,500 pounds versus 55, that's a 2,000 pound difference. It's a lot of weight in a competitive race class. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. especially mean, when you're trying to take that weight and throw it up a hill. Like, yep. so that's that's when you really see things. Like, obviously, drag racing, they always talk about losing weight, you know, how much how much time you can shave, or how much how much that affects you going straight down a course. Yep. Now, imagine trying to climb a hill that's an eighty degree gain, you know, yeah. you know, eighty degree grade or something. Like, it's it's huge how much how much weight plays into this sport. Uh, which again is something like when you know me trying to build my first rock bouncer like was completely like the last part of my brain you know yeah. well and i think to that point it's crazy because this this hobby you talk about oh i'm gonna shave weight shave weight and you're like dude i want thicker yeah brackets i want yeah. thicker tube yeah. you like i want all yeah. the beef i don't want to yeah. have to rebuild this chassis like, but oh, on it. oh by the way i want it the lightest possible. yeah like all Light. my all my tabs are three eighths of an inch thick like yep. you tell that to a trophy truck guy they're like what? They, they stare at you like you're on crack like yep. are you in meth like what are you doing three eighths of an inch like they're trying to get down less than a quarter of an inch and then maybe throw like a tiny little washer on there to give it a little more support. And we're like, yeah, we're three eighths of an inch, like on every bracket we have. Yep. My trans cooler, I think is quarter inch. Everything else is like three eighths, you yep. know? And it's like this, I mean, it's like smaller than a cereal box, you yep. know, it's pretty tidy. Everything else is three eighths. All of our, our link bars are three eighths. I mean, all of our, our plates are, I mean, motor plates, everything we do is our, our winch plates, three eighths, just because it's, you know, good. You can really get a good penetration weld, especially if you're doing both sides. And then we'll turn around and gusset some of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. My, my link mounts on the vehicle side, uh, which obviously I think that's kind of a safety thing where the links mount on your on your chassis. You know, if you, hit, you come loose and one links come loose, you don't want it coming through the cage at you, whether it be from the back or from the front. Yep. So those are not just three eighths on both sides, but it's actually plated in top, bottom side, so that way it can't come loose and come at you. Hmm. It would have to go forward before it could come back. So, yeah. and then obviously we use you know three quarter inch, one inch bolts. I mean, we use some beefy, beefy, heavy duty stuff. So. Well, obviously got yeah throwing well, up a hill like that oh yeah, yeah. I mean, again yeah. When, when you're running that size bolts that but you know there's so much and, and the thing is you can shave weight but you really can't shave too much weight out of well, the yeah you don't want that first of all you're gonna flop it down a hill yeah you don't want to have to rebuild the, the entire like top of the cage or something and so that's that's the balance yeah and again now like you kind of start designing chassis different with triangulation trying to figure out how that's gonna work like you want it to be lighter a bit stronger and again it all kind of comes down to especially if i'm the guy building the chassis I'm the guy inside. Yep. I'm kind of important. Yep. At least to myself, I am. I'm like, putting a couple bars over my head. Yeah. And like, stuff let's like go that. ahead yep. and throw an extra little bend in there. Let's yep. do some extra little more protection there. Since I'm yep. going to be the guy barrel rolling down the hill when I make a bad decision, like, yep. think I can make that hill and I can't. Like, I want to be the guy, you know, rolling down the hill on fire. So I want to make sure it's a little bit safer than the last thing, yep. you know, or add some more panels in there or something. But and that's the thing. I mean, and the worst part is everybody, I, I mean, some people will probably disagree, but. I want it to look good. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, want to build it just to be safe. I mean, I can build a safe, like, awesome geometry, but at the same time, like, kind of want it to look good on my, on my T-shirt and, you know, while I'm sitting there on it, Instagram. It, it is. And I try to make sure my lines look, you know, kind of nice and sexy, kind of flow, like kind of like a sports car type yep. look. Um, there's three or four different sports cars I kind of took took credit for, um, kind of like the older Stingray Corvettes. It's kind of what I really kind of see because it has like a longer front end that kind of swoops up and then the back kind of swoops back. So I kind of like how that looked. I also wanted a kind of a bigger tail section. That way, if I rolled over, uh, if you go back and watch the first course of Dirty Troll Off Road Bark, I did roll backward. It was able to pivot on the, my, my, my point. Like I call it the mohawk, obviously, because yep. of my hair. But I was able to pivot back, hit that. And because of the dirt behind me, the way it hit and rolled, I was able to land back, roll over, and land back on all four tires. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had a really shallow cab, like a lot of the guys do, I, I would have just been stuck there, or you know, been able to wouldn't be able to pivot over. So yeah. it, some of that design, there is a little bit of method to the madness too. And again, you'll see that I think with more and more as chassis evolve, as you know, d- you know, products evolve. 
I'm excited to see what the next three to five years take. Like, yeah. cause it's oh, so, yeah. so insane how things have rapidly grown. Well, you know? we've gone from what? 600 horsepower being the oh, entry yeah. to 1600. And, yeah. and we're 3000. Uh, I mean, we sit here and go, <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. I don't know. Where's it going? And I'm, and I'm like, what do you top out at? Like yeah. there's times I'm like, dude, we got guys that are 1600. Um, the general two point whoa, Clint Evans. Uh, he just built the new you know, two point whoa. Yeah, he had the general, <laughs> and then rather than build the general two point is two point whoa, so which whoa. which is super yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, his is uh, it's like a five ninety eight, I think. He said it's basically a six oh five block, six oh four, six oh five. That's six hundred five cubic inches, and most of the time, if you're building a really good motor, you're gonna be between two two and a half horsepower per inch cubic inch, like. That's insane. Yep. Oh, like, by the way, let me throw a power adder with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, most of those guys dang. are like nitrous or a supercharger or, yep. you know. Yep. So again, awesome. you're, you're at, you know, say three, you're almost three, three horsepower per cubic inch. Like that's insane. Nice. Yeah. He said his heads were like 20 some thousand dollars set of heads. And I'm like, Jesus. oh boy. Yeah. I said, yeah, I'm right Jesus there with you, bro. Nice. I feel you. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull oh, my junk guard heads off my four, eight and my yeah. buggy and go, oh, uh, what do these get yeah, me? I'm not, I'm <laughs> not quite in the $23,000 oh, head range wow. yet. Uh, yeah. Like I probably like, <laughs> like $23 my, head range? my <laughs> last buggy, my last buggy. I didn't have that in the buggy in the trailer. It came on like, yep. you know, yep. like. So, yeah, yeah. So, and there's some guys that got some pretty sweet trailers too. So, well, that's the yeah. worst part because I'm, I'm guilty of that more often than not. Like, dude, I ain't wheeling my trailer. Yeah. But I want my trailer to look badass. Well, yeah. Like, when you pull in the parking lot, it's like tote her home with trailer, tote her home with trailer, tote her home with trailer. And there's me and like my, you know, F350 diesel. You know, I, I have an enclosed trailer I was able to buy this year too, which is really nice, but it's not like wrapped or, you know, yep. it's not brand new. Like, but it could be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, that, you know, obviously, it looks nice, but there's times we've pulled open trailers. Depending on where oh, we're going, yeah, exactly. we can stay in a hotel and take an open trailer too. I seen, so. uh, saw a picture. I don't know where it was actually. I should know this because I saw the picture, but saw Tim Cameron pulled an open trailer yes. with his brand new, yes. like broke the internet with this new buggy. Yep, like revolutionary so, everything. No, he went oh, to he moon I don't so, even think he had trailer fenders on it, to he, be honest. I probably with. didn't. Uh, he went to Moonlight Off-Road Park at the beginning of the year. They have a thing called uh, New Year's Eve Revenge yep. uh, or New Year's Day Revenge. And so they all get together, have a big like shootout kind of thing. Um, and they've had the last couple of years. Of, usually it's like more like a bunch of local buy buggy, more of a grassroots type budget, um, more of a grassroots type type event, which is a great time. A lot of buggies come out. It's a blast. Uh, and this year they got a pretty good payout. I want to say the payout for first thing was four grand. Not Any, bad money to show up and have a good time. Anytime you can throw four G's at a guy, you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some players come out. Oh yeah, you know? yep. And it was like we have cash here. Show up and take this cash home. And obviously, I'm, that was four grand to the winner. So I'm sure second. You know, yeah. they probably paid out top three, top five. Um, so Timmy thought, hey, what a great chance to come out and do a little testing and tuning on my new buggy. Go try this thing out. Uh, and sometimes the, some parks, uh, it's better to take an open trailer because of the way the park is arranged yep. or because of maybe the terrain getting into the park or where you're racing at. Sometimes to go, you know, getting to the main parking area, that's easy. Like I'm thinking of Flat Nasty. There's a couple other places, you know, Flat Nasty, you pull up and then if you turn left, you can go into like where the nice, big, wide open parking Can't areas. Around, yep. If you turn right, you can go into the off-road park and then you you might have to travel for three to five miles to get to a place where you can camp. If you're in a pickup truck and a car trailer and a small car trailer and like a side by side, that's not a big deal. Yep. Or especially if a four drive pickup truck or heavy pickup truck. Yep. But if you're in a pickup truck and a 40 foot enclosed trailer, it's almost impossible to get in some of those places. Yep. And they're getting a lot better. Yeah. But there was, you know, Moonlight we used to be probably the worst park to get into because of the old terrain because it was one car wide. You had to go through a creek to get in there. 
it was a nightmare. Since then, they took a bulldozer and made it, you know, three times as wide. And it's still, Which is nice. it's yeah, still it a little rough getting in there, but it's a lot better than it used to be. Yep. Uh, yep. And obviously, it's 30 minutes from cell phone service, so that's that kind of sucks. But I didn't show up to wheel my tow rig and my trailer, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're talking like, oh, I got my, you know, four-wheel drive pickup and my open trailer versus my, like, couple yeah. hundred thousand dollar toter oh, yeah. double stacker trailer or whatever. Yeah. Like, I didn't wheel it. This thing is meant for pavement. It is. It sees and rock, and I'm upset. And there's a couple of parks where we go to, and it's all the we. I've, I've been off-roading, with, especially with, like, you know, guys talk about overland stuff. Yep. I've been yep. four-wheeling with guys on clubs or trail ride, grided trail ride stuff. And we did not go as hard as I've taken my diesel truck and my 40-foot enclosed trailer. Yep. I've hung it up and had to drag the back of it across rocks yep. and uh, it just I mean, and severely tear the trailer up, tear to the side of it up just to get into some of the places we were supposed yep. to unload the buggy at. And that was like the main camping area. And I'm like, bro, this is not going to work. This is not looking so well. So there's, there's at least two parks that I can name off the top of my head that I take my open you know, diesel truck and open trailer. And then we'll find a campground that's close that we can camp. Or not say campground, but like a cheap motel hotel area. Airbnb. Yep. I like Airbnbs. They're a lot of fun. You can meet, yep. you know, in life, it's not necessarily how much money you spend. I think it's all about the experiences you have. Yep. So I do a lot of Airbnbs because you can meet a lot of cool people. You can almost meet some kind of crazy people. But you makes can, for a good story. But it, it does. does. Yep. It's it's a lot of fun. I love going to Airbnbs. You can always meet some cool people, and usually I'll read a lot of reviews, so that way mm-hmm. I'm not hopefully getting a crazy guy. But I've stayed in you know dozens of Airbnbs, and they're a blast. You should meet some cool people. Plus, you have like in a local person to find out. Like I've been in Vegas and Chicago and Indianapolis. You can meet some people. Hey, where's a good place to go eat, or what's a place to hang out, or yeah. what's some fun stuff to do that they can find the local places that no one else knows about. It's not on anybody's radar. I don't want to go to the tourist trap. Yeah, like, I want to go somewhere yeah. authentic, and, and they'll legit. take you like the best. Mexican, the best Chinese. You can go eat yep. some. There's like some burger places I've been to that the, no one like. There's 15 people on the earth to eat here, and it's like the best place in the world that no one even knows about. So awesome. I like Airbnbs. That's kind of cool. But there's a couple places where you know we only take our open trailers just because of the terrain to get in and out. Or yep. uh, and again, flat nasties kind of sucks because you got to go to the parking ground off to the left, and then where you where we race at, it's like a 10, 15 minute trail ride to where I race at. So yep. I always bring at least one extra gallon of fuel. Cause I'm like, I'm about to refuel before I even get to the race. You know, like some of these guys are not built for trail. It, it isn't yeah. like, like you were tra- you might try to trailer there, but be really close. And then what's sucky part is if you break something there and there's a couple other wildfire parks the same way, if you break a wheel off and like really jack up your rig, roll it downhill and land just right, and just destroy it. You're like a 20 minute, 30 minute tow ride, even to the trailer, much less figuring out how you're going to get it on the trailer. Yeah, and that's yep. if you're towing it with a Jeep or something. You got to take an excavator and load it. Like, you ain't moving very fast. You're like nope. an hour yep. to, by the time you get to the trailer to load it. So, and there's there's times we've loaded vehicles with excavators. I got, a couple, I got a couple of pictures on my Instagram, which is like there's like a whole axle hub, you know, missing off the vehicle. Like, well, you know, decisions were made, you know, poor, poor decisions were made. You makes know. for a good story. It does. <laughs> yeah, it makes for at least a great Instagram post. Life so. experiences. But, Cool. Well, I think we're going to have you back on another time to talk about some more awesome stuff in your race program and other things like that. But uh, you guys want to wrap this one up? We Maybe sort of. We could head her towards the exit. Go get <laughs> Just, go, go get some Mexican or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, get that does food. sound pretty good. Uh, so it's, go get, it's getting late, but I, uh, I, I, this know. is a college town. I'm sure you guys can find some places to do. We can find some, some food. Ian, we've made it to that uh, that part of the show. What are we drinking? So we have uh, we have twelve ounces. It literally it literally <laughs> says good 12, stuff. I was 12. reading this. I'm like, it literally says twelve fluid ounces of good stuff. I don't know. That's that a pretty good, good marketing. It's from Biltmore Brewing Company, which is kind of interesting. Uh, out of Asheville, North Carolina, it's a Cedric's Brown Ale. Mm-hmm. Never had it before. Let's open it. Let's check it out. See what this sounds We're like in the crack mic. Crack it open. Yeah. 
Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. It'll probably get sued. Somebody, yeah. somebody has copyrighted <laughs> yeah. that sound. We'll, yeah. be, we'll get sued for that. But, nope, you can't have you it. Know, it's ours now. We authentically oh, made this sound. This. What's this sound like? So you can always add Nothing. some sweet sound yeah. effects in later. <laughs> if only I could. Yeah. Like, I will call that half-ish. Don't worry, guys. We have some sweet podcast sounds we'll drop in there later. Yeah, we got right? all, not. Of, all of the no, sounds. Like, I know yeah. the guy that edits. Yeah, he's like, editing. he's like, we're on a really tight budget here. We don't have money. We don't have money for sound effects. Like, it's out of control. That's pretty good. Well, that's not a bad brown ale. Nope, I drink that. I like that. I take Cedric's it all the way brown ale. I like it. Just side note, you have like a super sick fridge. For the people who can't see the mm-hmm. podcast, there's a fridge in the other room that like is two foot by three foot clear door, and like every single shelf has a different item on it. I Maybe was we should post that. I gotta I tell you a funny story about I, this fridge. I've seen stores that didn't have that good of a selection of products in it. I so. keep it real stock nice. People keep coming over, and I can't figure out why. It might have something to do with it. <laughs> so this fridge, um, me and my now wife, I think that was one of our first. I don't remember what the holiday was. Now I'm intrigued, but um, I'd always wanted a glass front beer fridge. Like I always had, like yeah. the mill mini fridge. I always wanted a glass door fridge. I thought they were so badass. Like cool people had it. So. I had always said I wanted one. She apparently found one at Sam's Club. There was it was some holiday, birthday, Christmas, yeah. whatever it was. Found one at Sam's Club, and I get a phone call. I'm like, "Can you come meet me at Sam's Club?" It's like right down the road. And I'm like, "Why? Why? Why do you need me to come to the damn? Why, why do I like need to come?" There's like a box of puppies there. Like, yeah, what's I'm like, going what on do here? I need? What, put the groceries in the car and drive home. Yeah, like I'll help you when you get home. We'll unload the groceries. What do you need me to come there for? Well, just. Don't ask. Just I'm like, jeez. Oh, <laughs> like, flat tire. Like, yeah, like, 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 come on. What am I? Do I need to get gloves? Like, what? <laughs> what kind of clothes do I need to wear? Like, what are we doing? I pull into the parking lot and I see her standing and she's like so mad. You can see how mad she is across the parking lot. So she's <laughs> by her car with this, I don't know, glass front beer fridge sitting there and she it wouldn't fit in her car. Oh. So she's like. Well, surprise. Yeah. Here's your shit. Take <laughs> yeah. it home. I'm like, yeah. sweet. This was definitely worth putting pants on to come out and it's get, worth putting get pants this on. beer fridge. So that's where that came from. That's it does. Awesome. It looks super yep. sick. And there's like, they're all lined up in different rows. Yep. And it's it's pretty pretty fancy. It looks all right. This much conversation about it. You're going to have to take a picture and throw it on the gram. I know. I was going to say, you got to put it on the gram now. Put like, I have to. It's going to become famous. It will. Become famous. Yep. I the famous all. beer fridge of Total yeah. Off-Road Podcast. Yeah. Do it for the gram, right? All for yep. the gram. So where can we find some more info? Some more info. Oh, yeah. uh, for me, uh, Facebook's good. Uh, Matthew Holtz. Uh, Instagram, uh, Matthew Holt or M- Mholt13. M is in Mary. H-O-L-T, like Holt. Or as like, in Matt. Yeah, or Matt. Uh, <laughs> Holt, Holt, like as in Bolt. Pull a Derek on you. And yeah. then one, one three. that's my race number, one three. So hop on there. Uh, High Society is my off-road shop. You know, give a shameless plug to it. Uh, you can, and in Facebook, Instagram, it's both on both. Um, those are probably my two big ones. Uh, I'm on Snapchat as well. I think my Snapchat is Fireman5481, which is my birth date for anybody who wants to buy me some sweet presents. Get us all the cool stuff. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, website, High Society Off-Road. Check it out. Buy some cool, cool. gear. Uh, so that's, that's probably some of my places to check it out. Did half my job for me. I'm, that's sweet. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get my shameless plugs in as best I can, you know. Hey, you yes. got to take them when you can. Uh, my face stickers aren't on there yet. We'll try to get those up there soon. Oh, so. yes. We'll have I to put like, some pictures up there. I feel like we're, we're forgetting sticker. a shameless plug. Maybe a Facebook page? Uh, Facebook page. Uh, just search Matthew Holt. No, this Facebook page. 
Uh, okay, yes. That I have one. one more that I wrote down the sheet. Good thing you said that. <laughs> See, he's got, got, for, got yes. more of them in there. I have one more. He's not a pro. He's only on episode one. Yeah, I'm yeah. only on episode one. Like it's, <laughs> We've it's, got seven. we got a couple things that, on you. It's that new guy. Uh, yes, Bouncer Life group on Facebook page. Go like him. Uh, Brian Bebo Watts is one of the guys helping run it. He is a super, super nice guy. Comes to races, takes videos and pictures, uh, and he shares them. He'll take he'll come to tons of races, take tons of pictures, takes some of all the guys' rigs, shares pictures and videos. He constantly is tagging us and stuff he'll get pictures from other people and share them uh he he does a ton of stuff on the bouncer life group super nice guy and literally just helps share everybody else to make you know make off-road stuff great again uh yeah, you know try yeah. to try to help pump up the off-road stuff and he a super nice guy and literally helps you know share everybody else's stuff so i think that's that share that says a lot about him you know and he, and that's his group that he helps run it and there's you know Lots and lots of people in there. Great place to ask if you have tech questions. If you have, you know, bouncer don't go on, don't go on, questions. yeah, yeah, bouncer stuff. Don't go in there. And ask don't them. ask about your yeah, Jeep yeah. lift kits. I was, Damn, I was just gonna say, don't ask what size yes. tires fit on your TJ or YJ or XJ or yep. you know whatever J you have. How big, uh, how big a tire can I fit on a stock bouncer? Yeah, yeah, you can ask <laughs> it on there. Body lift and crank, <laughs> bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't don't probably ask that question on there, but. Uh, you can just ask them what tires do you guys run. Yeah. We might even create a poll like next week. What tires do you guys run? And then you can add your own. Stickies. Black yeah. ones. Yeah, stickies. Stick, all the stickies. Pretty much uh, everybody runs a sticky of some kind. Uh, there's a 43 sticky that TSL that kind of everybody ran forever. Mickey Thompson came out with theirs their own. Uh, USD stickies came out. Uh, they run a 46. They have a 40 getting ready to come out. Uh, they also have a side-by-side ticket to come out. Um, so they have some cool stuff coming out. Like I said, I know I've, I've ran Mickey Thompson. I ran you know, the TSLs before, so they're both pretty great. I think the 40-inch sticky is going to be a game changer. Uh, oh, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. The cheap guys are going to freak when yeah. that drops. Because, so. it's, I mean, it's crazy because you talk about a 43-inch sticky and people go, wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, a forty-inch tire is honestly yep. the new thirty-five. It really is. Yeah. Like yeah. I, when I was young, like if you had a thirty-five, you were like a you big were deal. Hot shit. And the only the guys 35s. that had forty-fours were like guys that were just like insane. Yep. Everybody ran thirty-fives, and if you had thirty, like I remember, like I remember, I got thirty-five. I'm a thirty-five, big deal. Thirty-threes were a little. I mean, they you were, were pretty big, yeah. cool with thirty-threes. Yeah, like yeah. back yep. then, you just used a lot of long skinny pedal yep. and made her go through the hole. Like yep. it just worked, you know. So yep. you had to, you really had to, to really just, you know, absolutely just hold it wide open. You had to have, a, you know. Obviously, back then, nobody had ground clearance either because obviously nope. your tires, you had very little lift and uh, usually a, a huge body lift and uh, try to get as much as much height as cheap as you could because yep. that's, you know, this being tall was what we thing. did. Yeah, like, I have this much money, sir. What can I get? I will <laughs> take a three-inch body lift yes. and I do not need the bumper brackets. <laughs> no, hell no. No, no, no. no, those cost too much. I'll yeah. make them myself. Yeah, I'll figure like, it out. Bu- I'll leave like, it down we, there. No, but I can use that three-inch gap. I don't yeah, care. I don't, need, fine. It. I don't yeah. need that bumper in line. Like, I got to have something to run my strap around. I want to rip it out, rip the, you know, rip it out when I get stuck anyway. Amen. So, yeah, check the Bouncer Life group out. Super great guys. Again, there's a good place to ask tech questions i know awesome. there's there's some very informed people in there they're gonna help answer your questions intelligently there's also some people in there that really probably don't know what they're doing but yeah, you know what i it's think us. i'm in that page so yeah, i yeah, fall into the yeah, ladder yeah. but, but yeah. you know obviously when you get 60 people answer a question you know usually like 45 of them you'll probably put in the one group and like 15 another so yep. and you can get some good you know a lot of people again i try to hop in there occasionally and answer questions or I try to share stuff, like stuff when I can. And, and, you know, obviously there's some people out there that really care and really are like me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like four years ago, I couldn't spell the word marketing. And now I have, you know, I'd like to think a great marketing program and we're doing a nationwide race program. So 
there's some guys out there that want to do just like me. And this is, I guess, a great time to give a shameless plug to anybody out there that is even debating on doing racing at any level, whether it be a local level, they're going to do mud Raise bogs. Raise his hands slowly. Yes, oh my yes. God, <laughs> so whether you're wanting to do mud bogs at like a local level or whether you're wanting to do like a big, I mean, obviously not everybody can drop a hundred grand on a rock bouncer and then go around and spend another 20 or 30 grand traveling the nation. Yep. Find a friend. Uh, that's kind of how I started out. I couldn't even afford bond rock bounce at the time. So I found a buddy who had one and we paid the entry fee together so we could take turns racing it and kind of figure out, we kind of said all right whoever breaks it has to pay for the part they broke yep and we'll just kind of race it that way and that it can get expensive it can it can mm-hmm. it's just less expensive but i mean you can, can find a way but yep. spending a couple grand for a part is still way cheaper than buying a whole buggy right. so well you're talking buggy tow rig trailer yeah parts crew so exactly. so if you're up. if you're out there and you're like man i wish i could do that i wish i had the time to do that i wish I had the money to do it. find a friend Yep. And ask, beg that friend, borrow, knock him on the head with a rock, whatever you got to do. Even you get a couple guys to get three or four guys and build a truck and say, all right, we're going to take turns racing it, yeah. you know, figure something out. And you can start with, you know, like, you know, the old bottom drawer buggy parts. You can start with a cheap buggy that's, you know, very inexpensive. You don't have to have the biggest, best tires. You don't have to have the baddest axles. I started out with a very, very inexpensive, very, very inexpensive rig. Uh, I bought it and didn't pay a ton of money for it. And it wasn't the best rig out there, but it got me in, got my feet wet. And it, I'm so thankful that happened i mean i talked to sean occasionally i still be like man thank you so much for giving that chance like yep. he didn't have to do that you know and obviously it wasn't you know it's not a two hundred fifty thousand dollar rig but it also got me in the game now i'm you know active and i'm doing stuff and obviously exactly. each, each rig your rig gets better and you don't have to start out you can holler at a team a friend so if you're even debating out there and you're like man i wish i could do that i wish i was like those guys and had big money or bro i like i gave plasma and i i've told this to some other people like a long time ago i gave plasma to have gas money to get to some of my races the first year I did. So dedication. There is there is a way. <laughs> there is no way that people be like, oh, I'm not rich. I can do that. Like yep. I wouldn't give plasma like a crackhead. Like, hey man, you got yep. you got any dollars, man? I need some dollars. I got <laughs> I got gas money. Yeah, like yeah, and yeah, I yeah. did. So it, it works. So if you want to do so it, it takes. you, you got to be dedicated to what you're doing. Yeah. Otherwise, Find, you're not gonna do it. Even find some friends that are message some of the racers and say, hey, I want to get into racing. I, I don't have money. Can I come help your team? Can you teach me a little bit? Maybe I could drive it at one of the races. You know, that's I'm not, what I need. I need to like me drive it and not pay for it. Plan. Yeah. I, 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 I'm <laughs> then telling maybe you wouldn't sell it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> who knows? But there's ways to get in, even if you yeah. don't have the uh, finding. You don't have to have a hundred grand to get into it. But yeah, I can see Ian on that. Hey, man, can I drive a rig? Sure. Ian comes back. Sorry, dude. Sold it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gone. Sorry. It gone. Here's your money. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, go give us, uh, rate us, and leave us a review. Uh, if you like our podcast, tell a friend, invite them in to check it out. And you can find us on Instagram at Total Off Road Podcast. You can find me at low underscore K E E underscore XJ. You can find Ian at Off Road Ian. And also remember that you can go on YouTube and check this podcast out. So be sure to do that, and we will catch you on the trail. 